Yes, sir. We are the Sports Brew. I am the captain, and it is time to break out the big, the bada, and the boom shakalakas, baby. This is what we like to refer to as a throwdown Tuesday, man, or the old school way, the can crushing Tuesday, man. Good times, good memories, and good fun. But we got a lot of basketball to get to. Uh, opening weekend, as always, unless your team lost. Obviously, you can have some disappointment with that. But, God, man, we had some really, really intense moments. Didn't love all the officiating, but, you know, sometimes that's the way that it goes. But uh, certainly some very, very memorable games, some very memorable fails. And it sets up as, you know, I mean, it's March Madness, dude. Even if you have a little bit of that March sadness in you uh, or your bracket's totally trash, that's okay. I'm pretty close to joining trash bracket, <laughs> you know, as well. Uh, always good stuff to talk about. Always compelling. Great backstories and great matchups and great games. You know, we spent a lot of time arguing about seeds and we really end up talking about storylines because that's where that ends up going. But, man, we got a lot to get to. We're going to try to, you know, pack it in. Uh, let us begin, right? Uh, power up, pack it in, and see if we can do, like, a power hour in honor of D-Stat uh, so we can, you know, get him out of here. He can pull the ripcord at a decent time for once and uh, roll on <laughs> to other stuff. So let's go ahead and get everybody in, man. First and foremost, that's right. Let's get the uh, mighty degenerate in here. Old D-Stat. Brother, I hope you made some money this uh, opening weekend, yeah? I made a lot. I hope you should have been following my Twitter. Come on now. I should have been. Sports View Brothers. Um, (laughs) I'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, but no, yeah, it was a very successful weekend and a damn fun weekend. Good. You ready to hit your cue, man? Yes, sir. All right, here you go. Three, brew, and fun. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Woo! Mm. Man, the triple. I like the hat trick of woo. That's always good. Always good. You know, Mark, my problem with betting is my over and under is really consumed by, like, baby butts. You know what I mean? I got to get the diaper under <laughs> and then over, and that's that's the extent. <laughs> if I if I cover the spread, it's, like, <laughs> you know, babies. <laughs> that's all it is, man. I got to tighten it up, man. Grateful that, I, grateful that I cannot relate to that. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. What do you, What do you say to that? You know, maybe when you get a puppy and they pee on the floor or something down the road, you got to get some puppy pads. <laughs> not not quite the same. Not quite the same. That's okay. Oh, Shannon. Well, at least, uh, you know, I'm a Duke fan. That run is done. Thanks, guys. Uh, but we still I, look, I had two brackets. My other bracket, I had Kentucky. So thank you for keeping a hope alive, even if I have to now root for Kentucky, <laughs> if they can get past UCLA, you know, as a warm-up game for, for the Bruins. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. the Lavar Ball says, <laughs> but let's go ahead and get you in here, man. You need some music, dude. You need some music. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with old school, man. We'll go with some Gap Band. Drop the bombs. Yeah, dropping bombs, baby. What. Dropping bombs, man. Well, D-Stat winning his bets this weekend. Drinks are on D-Stat. <laughs> I like this plan, except he's not local, so he can't deliver. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I, I, I can order some dr- drizzly for y'all if, you, if y'all have drizzly in Richmond where they d- deliver booze. Yeah, I wish we had that. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that service exists. <laughs> not yet. In the RVA. One day, maybe. M- maybe we can head One that day. up, Justin. I don't yeah. Know. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I-, I could get down with that. I could get down with that. I, 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 I got to tell you what, though, bro. Yeah. A person I follow that's a big Kentucky fan had probably like the quote of the weekend. He said, What a day to be a Kentucky fan. Kentucky wins, Louisville loses, Duke loses. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Kentucky fan, that's a heck of a day. It's not bad for you. It's not bad it's not for bad. you. The, and the it's Kentu- bad for my bracket. Oh well, Thanks, yeah, Duke. that's well, that, that's that's an issue for everybody. And it, it means I have to break out like, you know, the old school my brackets crappy song. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> crap along if you feel. That's really what crap it is. Crap along if you feel. Yeah, crap along. <laughs> My bracket's crappy. I mean, it's it's where we're at, dude. That's that's part of March. That's part of hashtag you know March sadness. But uh, you know what? It, yeah, honestly, I did the brackets. I have not even looked. I, I remember who I had winning the whole thing and vaguely my final four. I just know that <laughs> I know my East bracket sucks because <laughs> Duke and Villanova got taken out. By the way, kudos oh, yeah. to Wisconsin, man. I'm kind of pulling for them, but uh, we'll see how, how they do. But my whole East region is just garbage. It's just garbage. I will take a broken bracket over great basketball any year. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah give me phenomenal storylines and fun basketball and fun games and memorable games and, you know, all that. But I, I haven't even looked at it, man. Yeah, my bracket's right. still in good shape, so y'all are speaking for yourselves. But, <laughs> but, but that's 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 the way it usually is here. So I, it's, it's it's happy to that's represent 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 strong for the sports room. Hold on, before before one we year, get into it, one year, Justin. one year, dear D Stat, I will create the bracket that gets you. It's not this year, but one year. Probably if you don't submit one. <laughs> Or we can hack it <laughs> and trash it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, what were you going to say, right. Shannon? D-Stat. Yes, sir. Give me your best um, bet or best moosing of the weekend. Well, uh, best <laughs> moosing, I, I was, I was, I mean, I, I, I raved about it because I was excited. Yeah. Uh, from what I was tracking, the, the best moosing, but was a, a victory for me, um, was on uh, of course was it was. Sunday. It was the uh, USC um, losing to Baylor. Mm-hmm. It was a, a five and a half point spread. Went down to five, but either way, Baylor had the six point lead. With uh, you know, they, they they made free throws to you know close out the game. There was about four seconds left, I believe. And so I mean, USC's got nothing, but they rush rush out the court, throw up a three. You know, totally bricks off the window. And there's a guy there that honestly looked pretty looked pretty awkward to me, but one of the big men jumps up, gets a tip, he rolls around the rim, and they lose by four. USC backers are thrilled, and Baylor backers are just crushed. Is that one where if they had the video in the sports book, people would start going bananas? That was a different one, actually. Uh, oh. I'm trying to remember what that one was. Was that uh, Michigan-Oklahoma State? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that's, early, that, that's the other one that, that probably more recognizable, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing more recent. But, uh, but yeah, the Mich- Michigan, um, you know, getting the um, – wh- wh- how exactly did it go with, with Michigan? It was a guy – and then Oklahoma State came down and hit a three at the buzzer. And Michigan was a three-point favorite. And so Oklahoma State, you know, with, you know obviously you can't make a – well, unless somebody fouls, which I think if somebody fouled a three-point shooter with, you know, under four seconds to left to go to tie the game, that coach would injure that person. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, obviously you just back off. And so they're backed off. But still, you know, you rush up the court. You figure you're just going to throw up something. probably going to break off the window. But, I mean, Oklahoma State played such an amazing game. We'll, we'll probably talk about – well, we will talk about that. Yeah, it'll come. Um, so, so, but credit due. I mean, yeah, so that's almost more appropriate that he did make it. But uh, that was definitely crushing for Michigan backers. So that's anybody who wants some entertaining video. You can find a lot on YouTube of, you know, people on both sides of that uh, bet freaking out over jubilation or devastation. I always like the uh, the like the little look into the sports. But, where you know, where, some, where there's a backdoor cover or something crazy happens – 
you know, and uh, the, those people are just hanging on to the very end. And it's not even about the, it's not so much about the outcome of the game. It's just, do they win their bet, man? And I just, oh, yeah. you know, when, when, when it's a big bag of boos and ro- roaring yells, that's funny. And when it's celebratory, it's also kind of funny. So, oh, it's crazy entertaining. Yeah. The, the, one, the one time, you know, it was, uh, I guess now probably three years ago, I think, um, but when I went with the donkey and a few old college friends for March Madness, mm-hmm. I mean, the sports books are insanely entertaining. And, I mean, absolutely for that reason. It's hysterical just to realize that, you know, nowhere else in the country there's these games that could be like, you know, 15 points up. by Somebody's up 15 with four minutes to go in the game and nothing's going to change. And the rest of the country's probably like, all right, next game. But because of whatever the spread is, say it's yep. a 12-point spread, these, you know, all those degenerates are you know, glued to the screen. Every <laughs> single, you know, pass, every single shot, every single turnover, it still matters to us. Down to the last <laughs> second. <laughs> It's, it's, it's crazy entertaining. I, I think, they, they do go buck wild. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that if you're if if you either have never been a better or you don't you don't have any friends that really do it, it's really a peek into a completely different world of watching sports. Yes. You, you know, it's so different because you you yeah. think if you maybe you go well, I play fantasy sports and you know you get all you know you're hooting and hollering if somebody gets some garbage time production or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about it like that, except you yeah, got money on it. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, again, 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 for me, I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still a load of, load of medium stakes. I mean, we're still, you have to probably say low stakes better. A big bet for me is, you know, 100, 125 for the most part. Yeah. I'm usually betting, you know, 30 to 50 somewhere in there. Um, so I mean, think about people who put, you know, tens of thousand dollars down on a game. I mean, that's that's gutsy. But <laughs> yeah, I guess you've got well, a lot of money to burn. Didn't yeah. the uh, head of a sports book put like uh, 12 grand or something on Michigan to win? To win, to win a million if they win it all. That's that's, wow. uh, that's bold. That's bold. Yeah. Um, go big or go home. I, go big or go home. I think we're all certainly enjoying the story, and uh, it's it's. I think every game it feels like you're gonna be like, well, maybe this is the game where somebody you know figures them out. But and they're playing with so much heart and so much gut, and they can shoot the lights out. And I don't know. You never know. And I think that's important because really, as we set up and we kind of look back at the opening weekend. Uh, certainly some great games, uh, definitely some great moments, and as always, controversial moments. But there's always teams that, you know, much like, you know, the NFL, I think this is particularly true. You can have a team that gets hot at the end of the year and really makes a run. But March Madness is so compacted on that first weekend, and there's so many games. You know what I mean? It, it It's like basketball overload. So sometimes these teams... People go, oh well, they're a you know, what's Michigan a seven seed? They go, yeah. oh, they're a seven. Well, how good are they, right? And so unless you're paying attention, you're like, what the hell is going on? But you know, there's always a team that has something happen. Somebody gets hurt, or and, and of course with Michigan, you know, they have a plane skidding off the runway, which is a really freaky thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they've just really put a, a great run together. They have a lot of mojo, clearly a lot of moxie. You know, Beeline's a good guy, and he has ties to Richmond, which people may have forgotten, but. So we have a little local. We can have a little local rooting interest for him. That's always kind of fun. Um, but they're a good story, right? There, there's a great story there about a team kind of having a, a bonding experience and rallying up and coming together and really stepping their game up. And I, I know Louisville had some flaws, but Shannon, I'm sure you have no love loss for Patino making the exit there. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. A little man. early there, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, early Patino, exit. Yeah. Well, Patino knows about early <laughs> exits, man. Uh, <laughs> Loafing around, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> pinching off a loaf in that Italian restaurant, dude. What are you gonna do? But they're a great story. They're one of the teams that's a great story, 
Yeah, absolutely, bar none. And I think, Mark, you said uh, that are they your favorite team kind of going forward, or is that the team you're pulling the, the most for, or do you just? Well, I mean, I, I had them going to the Final Four, which was certainly is a, a long shot, you know, pick. But mm-hmm. I, I just really did believe in them. B- believed in obviously being re- hot at the right time, right? Uh, and, and and having the skills to you know to make a run for it. There's uh, some more heart overhead, but I I definitely believe they it, it, they could easily get to Sweet Sixteen. I definitely believe they could knock off Louisville. I, I think for me, my biggest con- uh, confusion with the Louisville game uh, is I don't understand why Patino made no adjustments. Mm-hmm. It just felt like Michigan was really starting to, to dominate, especially with uh, Wagner uh, getting to the basket so easily, and they just he made no changes. And you know that and some some really just just poor plays and poor decisions down the stretch. You know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they handed to Michigan, but Michigan definitely took over you know, the last ten minutes of the game. Um, but I mean, I love it. The three, three, three W's on on uh, on Michigan to me are just beasts. You know, of course Walton, but Walton, Wilson, and Wagner or Wagner, the German. Oh Mo. <laughs> I mean, they they are that, that guy has some good post moves, man. Oh, he's got some great post moves. Oh my he, gosh, he was uh, he was like taking he was taking them poor boys to school. Yeah. On the post, oh. man. I mean, and apparently, I think Dirk Nowitzki is his favorite player, and he got to meet him over the summer or something. Oh, and, nice. And uh, he, I guess, just tries to fashion his game after Dirk and all the pivot and the spin moves and all the moves in the post, man. I mean, he was just full array was out there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, they're a fun story, and they're definitely playing some phenomenal basketball. So, um, I would say... Yeah, I'd say I'd say my if I'm just picking what I'd like to see out of what's left, what right. would be a entertaining matchup to me, I would actually say Michigan Arizona. As I said it earlier, as a a, a mouth flub, uh, as though it already happened, which obviously it hasn't. But <laughs> no. uh, uh, that yeah, was funny that, though. That would <laughs> that would be a phenomenal matchup. Uh, but I I think you know they're they're they were but they genuinely were and anyway I mean they're obviously I did have them I do have them both in my final four and all my brackets I just did one same bracket all over the bat. I I think they're two of the teams that are playing at their peak level right now. Uh, How, same, quick question. Same. How many shirts does uh, Sean Miller have to pack with him for each game? <laughs> quite, quite, quite a few, I'd say. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, glad he's, I'm glad he's he's avoiding the, the drenched look of last year. Yeah, so. I think uh, somebody – I don't remember what pregame – it must have been one of the CBS Sports like you know interludes or whatever – and uh, they're talking about how he's just leaving his jacket on the whole time. I'm not even yep. taking my jacket off, man. Not doing it. I just laughed. I mean, he did Smart. look like he stepped out of a sauna, you know. Last oh, that was crazy, oh, yeah. man. You remember? Sure, when, he probably goes in at halftime and changes his shirt. Yeah, he might, dude. He, it's probably a, it's probably a smart decision, man. By the way, as far as Louisville, before I forget this, uh, not against Michigan, but in their earlier game against Jacksonville mm-hmm. State, uh, Patino was talking about how inexper- how inexperienced this team is. And uh, obviously they're down a couple scholarships. Well, wonder why <laughs> they're experienced somewhere. <laughs> Anywho, <clears throat> <clears throat> there's a reason their backcourt's a little thin. But he was talking about this thing with, with uh, of course they beat Jacksonville State. But uh, and I thought this was so random. And he said, uh, it "Show you how inexperienced we are." One of my players said, "There's a lady in the huddle stealing our plays." Do you know who that was? It was the, the si- reporter, right? Sideline reporter Tracy Wolfson. They thought, you wow. know, they thought she was stealing plays and giving it to the other team, man. <laughs> so she tweeted out, "Yes, that was funny. Appreciate coach allowing access, though. Just, just stupid, but you know, it just kind of made me laugh." 
Um, wow. Yeah, that sideline reporter, man. She's still in our plays, yo. <laughs> Get her. <laughs> Get her out of yeah. the huddle, man. And then she's looking at the other huddle with, like, hand signals. Yeah, and, you know. You yeah. know. Let me go break this down for you real quick. Yeah, just kind of a hoot. Just kind of a hoot. But, you I know. Bet, I bet Bel- Belichick knows her, too. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, Lindy. Side check. <laughs> Sideline check. Mm. Anywho, but, you know, I think in context, we obviously we have a lot to look forward to with the Sweet 16, uh, so I'm excited for that. But, you know, again, I think in context, uh, I think it's fair to say, like, what are, what are some of your favorite moments and, you know, big takeaways from the opening rounds? We just talked about Michigan, and I think that's a great story. So, you know, that that's, a, that's an easy one to kind of pull for. Um, but what are some of the, you know, either – I guess you could say like favorite moments or worst moments or favorite games, worst games, or, you know, things that really stand out to you um, that you either really enjoyed or really disliked before we really kind of get to the sweet 16. I'll stay in that same bracket and just say Purdue and Iowa state was just one hell of a game. Uh, That was for me, probably one of my favorite games to watch. I I believe that was, had you turned that one off? Was that the one where I I was writing about it? And it was like, they, they had come back. Oh, you know what? What Iowa state up big or something. Let's... No, Purdue was up big. Yeah, they had, Purdue had a 19-point lead in the second half, dude. That's right. Yeah, and I, thought, I was like, oh, yeah, this game's over. And I was and like, like, dude, I'm watching. Second. Yeah, <laughs> that game was crazy and good. The end of that game was just insane. Yeah. Oh, just trading buckets back and forth. Look, they were down nine, They were down 58-39 with 13 minutes left. And they, they took a two-point lead late in that game, by the way. They did, yes. Yeah. That was really an incredible. I mean, they didn't. They ended up not being able to finish that, obviously. But and kudos to Purdue to be able to withstand that storm and then finish that game out. But I mean, uh, and of course, we talked about Caleb Swanigan the other week. So that's that's another one of those guys where it's a nice story. Uh, one of those guys you want to root for, and and we'll see how far Purdue can go. But man, yeah, that was that was a phenomenal game, Shannon, or a phenomenal comeback and a great finish. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, let me get back to my screen here, where I was just. Checking out in my notes. Yeah. Um, Although Purdue's Michigan gonna... State will be better next year. They're just too young this year. Kansas just handled them. I mean, if you're Kansas, <laughs> you have to feel like, oh, my God, I get freaking Michigan State in the second round. But they handled them pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, can, I mean, a well, lot of a lot of people consider Kansas, a, I mean, a favorite to, to win this whole freaking thing, don't they? Absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's not like Kansas is some mediocre-ass one seed. Oh, I got you, dude. You know, I got you. I just talking uh, about years past where Kansas yeah. has kind of uh, shit the bed a little bit there as one seeds in the past. Yeah. Hello, Northern Iowa. <laughs> um, was so, that Farouk so, so, Manesh so, so, or whatever? So, was that that dude that hit that three a few years ago? Was that, uh, yeah. Is that saying, am I saying his name right? Do you all remember Farouk Manesh? I think that's right. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Garud, Garard. You know. Garud, Garad, Garud. That's fun. <laughs> but Oregon, too, man. I mean, losing... <laughs> Losing Bobby Boucher or mm-hmm. Bobby Boucher's cousin in the Pac-12 tournament, and then to go ahead and win those first two games. Now yeah. they gonna miss him versus Michigan. They are gonna miss that man versus Michigan because Wagner yeah. can take some kids to school. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, well, sitting there talking about all the moves that dude's got. So <laughs> let's see. Let's go down to the south. Okay. Dude, I got to tell you, I'm th- the first game I'm looking at, I didn't want to go straight to the round of 32, but that's okay. the end of that North Carolina-Arkansas game, dude, we'll dude. be talked about. Dude. Holy cow, dude. How do you not call something 
when the point guard is out of control, runs over a guy, and just loses the ball and taps it in the air. Bruh, I mean, you, how do you not? You knew the end of that game was going to be screwy when there's that off-the-fingertips block deflection that North Carolina gets awarded the ball. It, oh, my gosh. You know yes. what I'm saying? Because that was strange. And, that and look, was I, very strange. I work with a UNC fan that uh, runs the bracket, and uh, so she sent out this email. She's like, oh, I always love March. It's, it's even better when – you know, Duke loses to a Carolina. Doesn't matter if it's South Carolina. And I was just like, uh-huh. And uh, so we had some banner back and forth. And I'm like, it's, you know, I'm like, it's okay to admit you got for- you got some fortunate calls at the end of that. Because Arkansas had that team, like, on the ropes, dude. Now, granted, the Razorbacks, they w- they were really stagnant. I, th- I don't think they scored at all in the last three minutes. But yeah, that, that was a problem. When you're trying to win versus a one seed, dude, you, you got to finish – you got to finish. Sure you do. Sure you do. But, I mean, North Carolina had some very, very good fortune with calls that went their way because they shouldn't have gotten the ball back on that, that deflection. That should have been Razorback's ball. And I then mean, that weird – one second on the shot clock, but still should have been their ball. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do with it? Probably nothing. But right. that, it, it's just it's not the right call. It's not the right it's call. Not the, it's at not. the end of the day, it's just not the right call. So you have that, and then, yeah, you got the Joel Berry with that – travel charge thing going on just kind of heaving the ball up at the backboard and kennedy meeks ends up you know tipping that thing in makes it 65 or excuse me 68 65 and you know the tar heels finished that game on a 12 12 does nothing 12 zip 12 bagel run uh Mm -hmm. and that was huge you know i mean good teams find ways to win and sometimes that does include some good luck or some good fortune or some good bounces or some good breaks and as i told my unc loving co-worker it's okay to admit they got some good calls that went their way it's okay they to be like, did. I mean, because they, they did. I'm not saying yeah. the Razorbacks would have won that game, but those things you know, really help, you know, they make it a lot harder for them to do so. A lot harder. Absolutely. So, but I, I thought that, man, I, they, did a, they did a great job. They did a great job. And they, they had UNC on the ropes, man. So kudos to, uh, kudos to that coach, kudos to that team. And, Mike uh, Anderson. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember him. Disciple of uh, Nolan Richardson. Mm-hmm. And he he's got that pro. If he can build on this and get that program going, I mean the SEC is starting to come up a little bit in basketball. Yeah. Um, if they can get some of the other teams to come up, you know they'll be all right. You know, kudos to Mike Anderson. I I feel bad for those kids because they played their hearts out in the second yeah. half. I, dude, the first half it looked like UNC was just going to run away with it, and Arkansas fought their way back. And dude, there was. Few times in that second half, I thought they were going to pull it off, but the last well, three when, minutes told yeah. another story. When they when they got that steal and that score, you know, right a little over what was it about three thirty left? I mean, yeah. it, it, it looked like they had a lot of momentum, and and you know, North Carolina was going to have their hands full getting that done. So, but you know, again, you know, that, those are those big moments, and that's a lot of pressure. And some teams handle it better. For whatever reason, some of it's a you know a good break or a fortuitous call or you know some things go their way. But you have to put yourself in positions in a position to win, and you know UNC did that again. They got they had some beneficial things that helped them, but they took care of business and you know they they scored the points. They clamped down on defense. They they did a lot of things that they needed to do to go ahead and lock that game up. So you know that's a credit to them for doing that. But yeah, that was a compelling game, man, and that was that that was a crazy end. It was a Ugh. crazy end. Crazy. Man. How how good do like how, you know they get Butler in the Sweet Sixteen? You know you uh, obviously shooting wasn't great. 
I don't, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out where their percentage. Uh, they were they shot 38 percent, um, and then 29 percent from three. So you know, Barry and Justin Jackson had their issues. They were seven to 27 from the field, but you know, realistically, like how much upside do you think UNC has to kind of go through the rest of the tournament? If they get their act together, they can go to and win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they cannot screw around versus Butler. <laughs> you know, I hate to tell you this, but Butler, pretty damn good team. Yeah. And you cannot mess around with Butler. You have to hit your shots. You have to play defense. I mean, they'll know, but I think lost, what, four or five games all year, and Butler beat them twice. But Now, Butler's so, solid, man. Butler, Butler is solid. a solid, yeah. well-coached team that is not going to make a lot of mistakes. So UNC better just buckle up, be solid, and make your shots. And bring those refs with you. <laughs> you know? I think kidding. those refs may be on vacation at this point. Yeah, they're probably they're probably not advancing. Is there, nah, is there, they, is there, is there a bracket for the refs? Advance. You know what I mean? There's, there's elimination. They're like, yo, dude, we gotta we, we need to get to our vacation, man. Go ahead, get this game done, man. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Anywho. Uh well, you know, of course UNC at this point is the ACC's only hope. I will say I do think it's funny. I do I do think it's funny though. I swear to you, ACC fans, man, um, we are we are like ruthless, right? I think a lot of other conferences, you will see people pull for you know the conference, right? You will see people pull for the conference. I, the ACC, I feel like they hate anybody that's not their team. They want you to fail. Like they consider like all the UNC fans consider Duke losing a win for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I'm seriously right. I, I think yeah, oh, I think yeah. ACC fans don't want other ACC teams to do well. You know, they're so, like, screw y'all. <laughs> fun fact for you: so it was North Carolina, Arkansas, one game, and then Duke, South Carolina, and the other game in Greenville. Mm-hmm. So, like in the North Carolina, Arkansas game, uh-huh. the other teams were cheering. You know, South Carolina cheered for Arkansas, and then in the next game, Arkansas cheered for South Carolina. Well. <laughs> In the North Carolina Arkansas game, Duke also cheered for Arkansas. <laughs> of course, and then North Carolina cheered for South Carolina. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, like, I like the picture of the the guy in like uh, you know that Carolina blue. He had his uh, I don't know shirt or jersey on, his hat on, but he's holding up like a Gamecocks like flag or towel or something, just going yeah. to town screaming his head off. I'm like, yeah, that's ACC basketball for you. <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm like the SEC teams were supporting each other, and the ACC <laughs> ACC teams are like. Yeah, screw you. Nope, F you. <laughs> I, I get it because it's Duke, North Carolina. That I can understand. It's the letter of the day, A-A-F-U. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know. You know you have little kids when you think of that song. Yay, Sesame Street. <laughs> or your friends with Whitfield. I gotta, you know, he needs to work on his ABCs too, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That was about the extent of his, his. Oh, by the way, butthurt alert. But hurt alert award of the week goes to Whitfield for his post Duke South Carolina rant, <laughs> which I think infested the sports brew chat for about twenty minutes. <laughs> we had to get in there and fumigate that thing. What was it like? Uh, you you stuck that post about the Dead Sea. <laughs> it was like the saltiest place on earth, other than your bitch ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. Someone kept saying oh. someone's salty, and I was just like, that just made yep. me think of that. Yep. No, he he was salty. 
I mean, it, it was. Know, it, it, it was. It was tough, dude. I mean, it was. It was a tough environment. There were um, some, were some very questionable calls in that game. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, and it's one of those things where South Carolina absolutely busted their ass in the second half, man. They, I mean, they were on fire, and it, I think what was weird to me is is they didn't shoot well at all in the first half, and I'm like, where did yeah. this team, where did this team come from? It's all of a sudden just raining buckets down. Yeah, that was like twenty percent or less in the first. It half. was terrible. Was it was terrible, and it it really masked the you know the kind of problems Duke was having. I mean, because South Carolina shot so poorly, you know what I mean? It, it covered up a lot of you know the turnovers and the issues, the issues that were really they were there. They were there in the first half. It's just the Gamecocks shot so poorly, it, it didn't really matter so much. But you could see some of the problems um, that Duke was going to have in the second half, and you knew they had they, they were going to have to get some buckets, and you know they were just they just weren't able to do it, man. Uh, that game really surprised me, and I you know I wasn't live on that one because that was one of those nights where the baby kept crying and I kept going to go upstairs. I'd come down, I went upstairs, I came down, went upstairs, came down. Um, so I was like I don't know an hour behind. And I was doing my best to avoid everything on social media because I knew, like, I knew if Duke lost, I knew people were just going to pile on like there was no tomorrow. It's going to be yeah. I mean, it's just the you know that that's the team. There are in every sport there are teams people love to see lose. And let me tell you what, as a Duke fan, um, for a long time, dude, people love it when they eat their you know eat ished. They love it. <laughs> that is a team that is easy to hate. You know, you think back to when VCU beat them and Mercer and Lehigh. Dude, people pile on like there's no tomorrow. Uh, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, man. You're a good team. You've been good for a long time. People like to hate you. And people get up to play you. And South Carolina in that second half was absolutely incredible. Their defense was great. You know, uh, Duke obviously had some issues. But turning the ball over like that, shooting that poorly, um, playing, you know, poor defense in their own respect. Um, that's a lot of things that that set up very poorly for them in the second half, and I'm watching that game going, "Oh my god, they're going to lose this thing." I was like, I can't, "I'm like, I can't believe this." I'm watching this game. I got this crying baby, and they're going to lose this freaking game. <laughs> I'm like, sixty-five what? points in the second half, dude, dude, sixty-five. Yeah, I mean, and and I, I wasn't. Remember games this year where South Carolina didn't score sixty-five the entire know, game. Dude. Oh, dude. South Carolina has had some really, really fugly offensive performances. And it's like they've saved up all their buckets for the NCAA tournament. <laughs> you know. 93 points in the first game and 88 in the second, man. They're they're clicking. Yeah. And, and again, after, pull. after that first game, I mean, after that first half, I was like, okay, well, they're going to play tight D, but they can't score, so Duke ought to be okay. <laughs> Let's see. for you. South Carolina shot 71.4% from the floor in the second half. They made 18 of their first 24 shots. Their effective field goal percentage was 85.7. They shot 21 for 23 from the free throw line. Uh, that's a little over 91% for a team that had made just 69% of their free throws this season. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You know, right. uh, they're in a, clearly they're an elite level defense. You, you know that. Um, but. Whether or not that's their weekend, and then you know, like Mark, you and I were talking. I said, I, and maybe that's the pinnacle for them. You know, maybe that was the best they were going to play is the opening weekend, getting Marquette, <coughs> dropping ninety three on them, and then sticking a you know sixty five points second half. Come on, man, that has to be the I, if I remember correctly, and I thought I heard this on some radio program. That's the most points Duke has ever given up under Coach K in any half at any time. 
It, like it ever. would sound about right. Yeah, I can believe it. You know, I mean, it, that that's how ridiculous that is. There are 10 games this year where South Carolina didn't score 65 points. There you go. Yeah. that's what. It, and they won five of those. <laughs> defense, baby. Defense. You know, I didn't. I, I, know how many, go ahead. I was just saying, I mean, like, I'd like to know how many halves this, this year, like UCLA put up 65. I imagine it was, you know, one or two to, or none. I mean, it's, you know, that's just not something you typically put up in a half, especially not a team that's not an offensive team like them. So that was. Yeah. Painful. <laughs> Man, I just – look, they ranked 136th nationally in offensive efficiency. I mean, that's garbage. Wow. That's garbage, right? The the Gamecocks yeah. lost six of their last nine games prior to the NCAA tournament. And in five of those six losses, the Gamecocks scored less than one point per possession, including a four-overtime loss against Alabama where they managed 86 points. Four Holy overtimes. Crap. Good Lord, man. That's a lot of OT, dude. Yeah. So I mean, I it's not, you know, I, I mean, did it's, not get a hundred in that game. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Those numbers are crazy. Those numbers are crazy. But you know, uh, and and I was certainly a little bit salty. Uh, I saw that uh, Randy, old giggity gals, his wife is from South Carolina, and she went to one of the South Carolina campuses. I forget which one, uh, but she's a big Gamecocks fan. And obviously her Facebook page was exploding with like Gamecock stuff. And I'm like, where was this at any other point in the year? But, you know, I just kind of chuckled and she just had a lot of fun with it. But I'm sure that campus was rocking, dude. I'm sure that campus was rocking. And um, anybody that was paying attention, and I don't know how much traction it'll have long term, but of course, Northwestern, you know, you had the crying kid from Northwestern that kind of got memefied and people picked it up. And some people were like, you shouldn't do that with a kid. Uh, but it, it's a signature moment in the tournament. I mean, you know, it's March the fa- madness, man. Come it, on. it is March Madness, or like we said, March sadness. And you know, somebody you know, obviously that picture got used for a lot of stuff opening weekend. And somebody it took a replay of that and said Grayson Allen in the Duke locker room, and it just had the crying <laughs> Northwestern kid. I, and I mean, I couldn't help but laugh. <coughs> I couldn't help but laugh. And then there's that big ass chicken that people have been posting. The uh, have both of y'all seen this gigantic ass chicken? I think so. No, I don't think so, dude. All right, so there's this. Uh, Kurt Autry actually had a post talking about this big mother clucking chicken, and so some people just you know they just had South Carolina beats Duke, and they just had they just they just sent this video like this little short video of this gigantic ass bird. I mean, it's a big damn chicken, dude. Big damn. Ch- I'll I'll throw it in the sports view chat for you, just so you at least have a, a point of reference, and I'll probably tag it when we do the uh, uh, when I post a podcast. I'll put it up underneath of it. But either way, I, I tell you what, Mark, you're, you're the Duke fan, so let me let me ask you this because I know we, I know you got to pull the ripcord before too much longer. So, um, what the hell went wrong for Duke? Uh, I, I I hate to do it. Um, I mean, there's there's really no angle that I want to take that's positive. I mean, it was, it was pretty pretty you know heartbreaking, pretty crushing. Uh, I certainly had much much higher faith as did most everybody. But I, I think you got to give a lot of credit to, to South Carolina. I, I just I don't know that I saw, you know, a horrendous performance out of Duke. Um, you know, certainly they, they handled their business in the first half, but that that second half, I think something just came alive in South Carolina. And when their defense plays as you know nasty as they do, which just you know it's pretty stifling and it's not going to give you a lot of you know really open looks or easy looks or easy, easy lanes of the baskets. And they're scoring at the pace they're scoring at. 
I, you know, it's just I, I don't I don't know that there's many teams that could have beaten them playing at that level. I don't know that I I watch it. I don't know. I don't believe that South Carolina is capable of playing at that level. You know, for the rest of the, the rest of the tournaments. But uh, I you know I think they came in not afraid. You know, certainly weren't weren't intimidated by the Duke pedigree or anything like that. And you know, I mean, certainly you hope and expect that most teams come March Madness aren't going to be too intimidated by the big names and right. big big schools. They 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 want the notoriety. They want you know. Certainly, there's no better press than you know being a you know low seed and knocking off a you know one or two seed. I mean that's 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 huge. Uh, but really, I I think that's more where I stand. I mean, was some some questionable refing, yeah. But I mean, for for what I saw, you know, certainly there was there were some you know that went Duke's, Duke's way. End of the day, I just you know I don't think that it's realistic or reasonable to to, to blame that loss on on the refs. No, that's not true. No, but South Carolina flat out outplayed him in the second that's half. That's nonsense. Yeah, exactly. South, South Carolina did what they needed to do. So for me, it's it's a lot more you know credit credit to South Carolina for handling their business for just showing up really nasty on both ends in the second half. And I just I, I don't think there I think there's there's a lot of teams that if if South Carolina plays to that level, they they're certainly capable of knocking off a lot of the top tier teams. Oh no, they can they can win some games. And again, I know you know you can make the argument that South Carolina's game exposed some you know the flaws of the Blue Devils and you know point guard yeah. issues and you know and that's fair, man. You know you know oh, yeah. if, if you have a lot of expectations and you've been you know preseason one and all this stuff, you're a two seed. You know you're one of the core teams that people expect to make a deep run in the tournament. You just are. They didn't do it this year. They have their reasons. And when a team beats, you know, when a relatively, I don't want to say unknown, I don't think that's quite fair, but it's not like South Carolina has some pedigree. I think this is the first time they've ever won back-to-back tournament games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, so it's, it's not the, like they're like a basketball their first powerhouse. 16 appearance. Yeah. They're not a basketball powerhouse. Let's be real. Okay? So for them to do what they did is a is a hell of a accomplishment, right? And so you're going to you're going to be like, "Well, how the hell did they do that?" <laughs> and part of it is they just played an absolutely ridiculously incredible second half on on both sides of the ball. They did. And and it, it, you know, if you if you if if you're not having a good game and somebody rolls up like that on you, you're you're going to lose almost every damn time. Uh-huh. I mean, how do you how do you beat a team shooting that well and playing D that well? You know, like we Mark <coughs> brought up UCLA that's a team that's got a hell of a hot offense, but what the hell kind of defense do they have, right? If somebody it's brings that that, that level of game on both sides of the ball, dude, you better have your A game too, or they're gonna they're gonna get you. So, yeah, Duke had some flaws. Yes, obviously some young guys. You know, they they didn't shoot well. I mean, you know, some of it was they had their ugly, you know, a couple of ugly moments in the game, which they've had in several games. Looks like they don't. Look, you know the old proverbial what was it days of thunder it looks like a monkey fucking a football where you're just like what the hell is going on guys you know uh, but I, I think at the end of the day you have to give credit to South Carolina because that was just that was just an incredible second half by them that was an incredible second half and for all of Duke's flaws you know exposed or not or shortcomings I mean they just they didn't play well enough to win and that's why they lost that game. So kudos to South Carolina. And by the way, if you haven't read about them, you know, this is one of those things where you, you get some love for, you know, backstories and players. Uh, Sundarius Thornwell. Great name, by the way. Hell of a name. I mean, he sounds like he should be in a Harry Potter book. Uh, I don't know what house he'd be in, but clearly they're working some magic, at least through opening weekend. I mean, Sundarius Thornwell, right? I mean, 
that sounds like a name from like a couple hundred years ago. Who is that? <laughs> Sundarius Thornwell. You know, I just I don't know, he should be writing novels or something. It's just I mean that's a hell of a name, man. Chuck Norris looks up to Sundarius Thornwell. Yeah, right. Lavar Lavar Bell says that's a good name. Uh, or, or ball, excuse me. <laughs> you know, I named him. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, ridiculous. And then and then Frank Martin. I think that's a great backstory with with uh, the head coach of South Carolina, Frank Martin. That's a neat story. Uh, Shannon, you were bringing up how he was a bouncer at some point. And, and what was a little bit more context with that? Um, with Frank Martin being well, the bouncer. Basically, the night he decided to become a coach, he mm-hmm. had to kick some guys out of the bar because he. Like you say, he was bouncing. Yeah. And apparently they came back looking for him and tried to shoot him. They missed. But, I mean, that next day he's like, okay, it's time to go into coaching. Because, I mean, when your life flashes before your eyes, you're like, yeah, it's time to make a change. Yeah. So and he, he made he made the right change. That's a big I'd man. Say. And yeah. I would not want to mess with him at a club, but. Yeah, I like this. Uh, when I chose to follow the path of bouncer, the reason for it, number one, it was good money. Number two, it fit my schedule. I was going to school during the day, coaching basketball late afternoon, and then I go bounce at night. You slept in between wherever you can. I mean, that, that's a, that's a hell of a schedule, man. That's a hell of a schedule, yeah, right there. I think he grew up in Miami, so I mean, probably could be rough in different places, but you know, I'm glad he went to coaching because that that's a guy I would love to just play for if I were a player, man. That, yeah. That's probably one of the few guys <laughs> I'd want to play for. Yeah, well, because you know he genuinely cares and. You know, he'll kick your ass, but he'll he'll have your back. You know who else he coached? Kool Aid Man. That's why the dude runs through all those brick walls, dude. <laughs> it's a Gamecock right there. Kool Aid Man. Hell yeah. By the way, Justin. <laughs> yeah. That was one big ass chicken. Dude, I'm telling you. Goodness gracious, that thing must have had like steroids or something. Dude, Colonel Sanders is intimidated by that damn thing. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> We actually have audio of that chicken talking, and he sounds exactly like our good friend Arnold. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you were going to go somewhere else, man. Yes! <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Colonel Sanders. Fuck you. <laughs> Get off me, man. You will not eat me. <laughs> you son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Lindy, thank you for uh, reminding me that uh, as a Duke fan, maybe uh, you know the Blue Devils should send that, send everybody a bag of dicks or something. I think in this particular context, let me see if I can pull that. Let me hit the sports brew wall, facebook.com slash sports brew. Yeah, that's right. I laughed. Haven't they suffered enough? They already lost to Cox. Well, see, I, I was going to say, man, like the bag of dicks, you know, really it's a, it's a bag of Cox, right? It's a bag of Gamecocks. I mean, seriously, I laughed. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Duke. Anywho, gentlemen, me, man. <laughs> Levar, Le, Levar Ball says if he had played on the Blue Devils, they would have won, and they would have crushed them. They would have crushed them. Yeah, man. Just remember, uh, hashtag Levar Ball says he was faster than Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> Actually, this is one of my favorites. Levar Ball says hashtag Levar Ball says if he had five daughters, they could beat the Yukon women. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, some of them really are good, man. Uh, Levar By Ball's, the way, my my who, women's bracket is perfect so far. Incidentally, I um, only filled in UConn six times. That's and look, look, uh, Mark's just getting out of here because we're going to talk about you know uh, the women's our women's brackets next. Uh, oh, you know, shucks. and that's that's where I totally own him, man. He's got he's got no hope of competing. <laughs> 
against me. Uh, but one like random side note that I thought was really funny. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm I'm team iPhone, but uh, I thought this was really a hoot. There's, there's an article I found on Deadspin that said Siri, unaware women play four quarters of basketball, convinced every game is double OT. And so they they it'll show like scores of games, and it has like one. You know, you have your quarters or your halves or whatever. It has one, mm-hmm. two OT, and two OT. <laughs> it's like might need to update that, y'all. Might need to fix that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. That is. Get that, the, that's really bad. Get that right, man. Uh, hashtag Lavar Ball says he actually made the first moon landing. Yeah. And for older gamers, here's one for you, Mark. Hashtag Lavar Ball says he can fix Nintendo cartridges without blowing on them. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Come on Andy. now. Yeah, salute o'clock, man, because we're getting we're getting close to ripcore time for uh, old D set here. It's a good call, Shannon. We're we're overdue for that. So, as always, I'm triple triple fisting. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, wait a second. That sounds very dangerous. But uh, I've got the old sounds really kinky. <laughs> yeah, I got the old forty mile IPA. And then I've got some Captain Morgan's private stock and Dr. Pepper. And nice. then I have a glass of water and, of course, a big old high-rise cup of coffee. Not Irish, Good which is a shame. Lord. means a business. I feel sorry for your toilet tomorrow. Yeah, it's probably going to be ugly. Because, you know, Shannon, <laughs> in the morning, yeah. Going to have to let it go, brother. probably say that for work, don't you? You know. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time or whatever. The, like the little Elmo, there you go. the little Elmo pooping on the toilet. I always think that exactly. that's one of my favorite animated <laughs> little gifs or gifs or however you want to pronounce it. That one always makes me laugh. Anyway, uh, what you got, Shannon? <clears throat> I'm rocking with the Licking Hall Creek Kentucky French Toast Imperial Brown Ale. Yeah, buddy, it's good stuff. That's well played, sir. Mark, what you got? Probably just hydrating uh, since you got to go to the doctor in the morning. Oh, screw that! <laughs> no, I'm I'm, uh, I'm 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 single fisting, but I'm enjoying a uh, a Lagunitis, uh, hop stupid ale. Yeah, and it uh, is uh, it is delicious. Those are good. Uh, one of our friends brought a uh, brought me a gigantic bottle of that uh, over the weekend, and I crushed it. Man, that was a nice. tasty beverage right there. It's delicious. La- Lagunitis represents. I'm yeah, a, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, they, that is definitely some good beer. Mark over there, single fisting. <laughs> There you go. Just I appreciate saying. that. Yeah, that was, that was just for you. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, ran, random, random beer stuff, uh, and, and you should know that we would certainly approve of this. Uh, liquor infused coffee, Copper Horse in downtown Columbia, South Carolina. Yep, they have uh, they have some uh, top quality spirits, man. So just want to let y'all know: Old Mill Vodka, Copper Cream Whiskey, Copper Horse Rum. They got a whole bunch of stuff, and they make nice. their own liquor-infused coffee. And Ooh. I'm really curious, you know, if it's any good. Now, granted, you can just put some liquor in your coffee, uh, I suppose, but I'd be kind of curious to try it and see, you know, what kind of flavors come out of that. Of all the things I've seen, I, you know, there's been lots of liquor-infused stuff. I don't remember liquor-infused coffee. And Again, outside of, you know, sticking a shot in there after you brew it. So, super rando. All right, Mark, what do you want to do, man? 
uh, moments you hate, moments you love, or you want to go to the Sweet 16, or uh, we haven't even gotten like the, to real betting stuff yet, man. I, I know. I knew there'd be a little too much content to, to get it all in while I was here, but uh, I'll save myself. Uh, I know. If I could stay around longer, I so would. But um, maybe I'll, I'll make some uh, make some wall posts for stuff I can't get to. But uh, pat on the back for myself. Uh, and, and and just an encouragement for anybody who is possibly considering some uh, winning some some money. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm posting all my plays for March Madness on the on the you know my, my Twitter page. I'm uh, 10, 10, 4 and one solid so far in, in March Madness, up 30, 30.5 units, which is you know huge for me. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Mich- Michigan has definitely done me right. Uh, so has USC. Um, so it's been 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 good. Anyway, I guess I, the the one game I mean. I mean Got touched on earlier, but yeah, I would just say, and, and if uh, y'all want to carry it on to the next round, talk about your favorite games. Maybe it's kind of already talked about a little bit, but that first round Michigan Oklahoma State game for me, I, I hope people got to watch that. Um, I, I've been lucky enough that I got to enjoy a good bit of workplace uh, streaming mm-hmm. uh, for the first two days, and uh, that was just an unbelievable game. Yeah, that's one of those games. I mean, I, I feel terrible for Oklahoma State. I mean, they, they've they easily, you know, if they had had a, a better road, <laughs> they easily could still be around the tournament for as well as they played in that game. I mean, they nobody deserved to lose that game. I certainly was pulling hard for Michigan, but that was just two teams playing at the absolute top notch of their abilities. I mean, Oklahoma State was playing phenomenal defense and scoring, mm-hmm. you know, as they are prone to do, top offense in the country. But in that second half, I think Michigan went, I think it was like 11 for 14. Or from three, I mean, oh, they couldn't miss. They they couldn't, they couldn't miss from three point range. And I mean, Walton just every time they needed a clutch basket, you know, Walton came up with this. This is one of those games where I mean, if I were a coach for Oklahoma State, I'd I'd just I'd I'd throw my hands up there, like, what are we supposed to do? I mean, we're playing phenomenal basketball here, (laughs) and we're still, you know, getting beaten. What 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 are we supposed to do? (laughs) And by the way, double whammy on Oklahoma State, their coach left the next day for Illinois. Ooh. That's a burn. But did he actually tell his players, unlike uh, you know VCU's coach? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. As, as, as much as much as I, I'm not, and this is obviously changed topic. I don't want to get into because I don't know enough about it yet. But is that big confirmed? Like a hundred percent confirms that Wade didn't tell the players, or is that just a rumor? Nah, they found out the same time everyone else did. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a piece from one of the uh, the VCU AD saying that they had met all of Wade's requests. You know what I mean? For different, I don't know. That obviously, you know, if if he wants to be on a bigger stage, bigger conference, and I don't know, if it was just his time to go, two years as head coach there, I think four years total with the program. Well, if it's time, it's time. It's a weird way to go out. I, I think people, I it's one of those things where I think they go LSU really, and then they're not sure about that, and then they kind of feel two years wasn't enough time. You know, that was kind so, of a head but, scratcher, like. I, I thought he could have done better. Um, someone did like their both their records over like the last I don't know eleven years or so, and VCU has over a hundred more wins than LSU does. Yeah. Um, a lot more tournament well, wins, obviously. Uh, tournament appearances. So I mean, it's like well, I, 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 I certainly think I think lo- local local fans are you know fans fans of VCU are just you know saying come on man we're just tired of VCU kind of being a stepping stone for these guys to go to other schools. Uh, Wade Wade's time was obviously pretty brief. I don't know that I've got any you know huge feeling about him one way or another as a coach. Uh, I think we all felt like you know VCU certainly has um, 
a skill, some some nice skill on this current team, but but they their their scoring yeah, was was That's nowhere right, near yes. enough, and 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 they, they weren't going to go. They they they, they could have won the first round, but they weren't going to go back. No. although they they nah. they got they got beaten by a better team. I mean that that, that oh, was that was an ugly game, but saying, yeah, they got beaten by a better team. I mean, and I think that was clear with what they came. I'm saying like no, 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 no matter what, their their peak for this right. year was going to be was, a, yeah. a one one win. They they weren't going beyond that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um. So. I, I know, thought they was, kind of underachieved as a team, though. I I thought they could have done better. I I agree. I agree with that. Well, um, and and but you know, uh, at least they did better than Florida State did. Um, <laughs> well, I I tell you what, I tell you what, uh, Shannon. How about you and I? We'll go back to the uh, VCU and Wade and LSU. We'll go back to that. Yeah. We get Mark out of here because I'll, I'll do some quick hits because I just want you know feedback on a couple of games and then we'll look at Sweet Sixteen and we'll start ripcording you out. Uh, Gonzaga uh, Northwestern, man. Gonzaga Northwestern, that, that that was that was fun. Um, I, I uh, you know I'm, I'm still not not the biggest believer of Gonzaga. Um, I mean, really, the only, the only number one that's that's you know hasn't had had to sweat at all is Kansas. Um, yeah, obviously we he, you all feel free to to give all of us you know, equally as much a grievous as it's felt uh, deserved about you know the fact that we were so excited for the potential of the Villanova Duke matchup and you know what winds up happening. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> not gonna womp, happen. Womp. Yeah, hey, that... hey, Florida, Florida just called. They said they didn't break a sweat either. No, that didn't. one of the <laughs> ugliest tournament games I can remember in my life. That offensive showing from UVA against Florida. That was, that was, that was, it was offensive, all right. That was so embarrassing. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if you want, yeah, yeah, I didn't get to embarrassments, but I'd say uh, the two embarrassments of the tournament so far were UVA against Florida and Florida State against Xavier. Um, Terrible. I, uh, I, I'm a, I was a big believer of Xavier and won a good chunk of money on the game, so I'm not mad at it. <laughs> but uh, but that was embarrassing. I mean, lose lose by almost thirty. You know, lose by twenty five yeah. to you know eleven seed. Um, and Xavier, you know they they they've caught skill, but man, that was embarrassing. Followed uh, by Greg Marshall's wife. <laughs> hey, well, that, that, was, that was hilarious. Was, was Frank uh, Martin there to help bounce her out of the? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd been pretty sweet, right? <laughs> I would have liked that. But uh, it, speaking of the Zags and Northwestern, only because that, that was really one of the best. I think Northwestern was one of those feel-good stories of the tournament. And I'm not saying they would have won the game, but that whole goaltending, basket interference, non-call oh, mess. And, and, then, really you know, and then Collins How getting hit with the tee from on the that? court. I mean, that, that was a really, really awful sequence of events. For I mean, that's an eight versus a one. You know, coming back from what an eighteen, nineteen point deficit, and then to get smacked in the face with not only a back haul but then a technical because they would have closed the gap to three points. Right, that, yeah. that would have brought them within three. Man, it was it was sixty three fifty eight at that point with about five minutes left. And Northwestern was trucking, dude, trucking. I'm not saying they would have won, but that sequence right. of events really, really hurt them. Extremely, really hurt extremely them. unfortunate. I mean, you, you you hate you hate to see that, and, and I, I give Northwestern a lot of credit for you know the way they battled back. Um, you know, again, while while I while I say I'm not the biggest believer in Gonzaga, that's certainly you know once again not to say they're a slouch. Yeah. No, no slop, no slouch gets to be a one seed. Uh, so to battle back like they did and to make a game of it, uh, yeah, that's yeah. You you just you, you want to see these games, you know, get played to their completion at, as close to a elite level playing field as possible. Yeah. And that was just a nonsensical miss. That, that was just an atrocious miss call. That may be the 
that and the missed either charging, blocking, or traveling or whatever on Joe Barry are probably yeah. the two calls. Sure. Um, sure. That are, and and and, and that weren't this, called anything. Right. And I think this is, this is the same thing that you know we're saying for the Northwestern game. I, I think does apply for the Carolina game as much as I, you know, again, bracket be damned. You know, would be happy to see Car- Carolina knocked out. You know, as early as possible. Um, I have to go all the way to the final, but they get knocked on the second round. I would celebrate. You know, like crazy. <laughs> of course. Um, but. I think that, that's what you know, ACC fans credit. do, baby. We love your misery. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I think you have to give them credit. I mean, they closed out the game like they were supposed to, and, and, yeah. and they certainly did did yeah you know, did what they're supposed to, and and, and showing that they're they are the top seed. Um, so I don't believe that that's you know it can be again called the sole you know the sole reason why they you know got snuck out of there. Um, I think I mean Arkansas didn't score for like the last three minutes. Went, like yeah, three, three minutes. minutes. Yeah. You're not really going to be able to get away with that. No. But, again. Not giving up 12. Still, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, you, you still, I mean, again, the, the bottom line, I mean, how, how does a guy that's run that far out of control not either get called for a travel or a charge? It's, 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 you got to do something there. And they get or a bucket out of it. Yeah, and they, they get a bucket out of it. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. It's weird. And, 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 again, you know, it would have been maybe a second and a half on the clock, but, you know, we all saw the replay of the three-pointer, the second possession four. It, 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 it clearly clipped his hands. I mean, I, I don't understand. You know, the announcers are confused trying to figure out what the you know refs are calling, and then all of a sudden, you know, they say, "Oh, the ruling is that it wasn't tipped." What? what? <laughs> yeah, you're like, only, wait, what? That, that was the only thing. Are I'm you sure watching a replay in, in standard definition? Second on the clock, or uh, just <laughs> yeah. you know, go ahead and say change possession or whatever, yeah. but to say that it wasn't tipped. No, we all saw it clearly. What? What the hell were you all looking at? Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> it was there. That was, uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um yeah, that was bananas. And then uh, kudos to Wisconsin for taking out Villanova. That was that was a hell of a game. We didn't yeah. really mention that. That that game was phenomenal. Uh N- Nigel Hayes certainly I'll take a sip of beer to that guy with that little uh the little style on that baseline to bag that high bank bucket at the end, man, and then the badges D stepping up. Did I you thought, hear his inspiration for his move? Did he say it was Jordan? You remember the Jordan move against the Knicks in the playoffs where he faked like he was going to take the ball out and then took baseline and dunked on Ewing? He did that except he did like the up and under. Yeah. That I mean that was a that was a smooth move, dude. It was. That was a smooth was... smooth move. That was pretty to see. I th- I think Wisconsin, yeah, I like their upside. Look, uh, let, let's just run through real quick and get Mark out of here. Uh let's see. We got Arizona Xavier. You sticking with Arizona, yeah? Yes, sir. All right. North Carolina and Butler. Yeah, I think that North Carolina should take this one pretty easily. I know you're taking Michigan over Oregon, right? I, I am, but that that's that's gonna be one of the best games. I uh I, I this uh this guy gets out of work at a seven seven o'clock every night, so this is a tough one for me because I got to secure my ass home. Yeah. This should be one DVR, of the DVR baby DVR. Yeah, I know. Stay, it's got to try to stay oblivious. Just stream it. CBS Sports on. Games, just stream all it. Games that happen. You can watch it on your phone. I'm Metro, man. I'm Metro through tunnels. It's tough. Uh, um, boo. They don't have Wi-Fi in the I, Metro? What kind of what kind of bullshit is that, man? Come on. Call, call and talk to my senators. And I will. Because um, <laughs> I'm sure that's how on their list of priorities. We're not going uh, to feed old people and old vets, but let's go ahead and get some Wi-Fi in the Metro, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just kidding, man. But uh, yeah, anyway, that that I think that's you know I think there's two games I think I'm looking at is the two two top games of Thursday and Friday, and that's mm. that's one of them. Um, but yeah, I'm sticking with sticking with Michigan, but that's that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a battle. Right. Or Oregon's Oregon's definitely done well to show that they can, you know, obviously 
No, no, any team's going to miss a loss like Boucher, but they're they're playing well without him. They're playing, they're, they're doing what they need to do, and they they, they battled hard in their last game. And uh, this this should be fun. A lot of points. Kansas and Purdue. Uh, yeah, Kansas definitely to to me so far is is like I said, is showing up the strongest as 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 a one seed. They really haven't been tested, and uh, I don't think they get tested yet. But but Purdue 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 will test them for for a chunk of the game. I mean, it's, they're not just going to roll over. Uh, for sure, but yeah, I gotta stay with the favorite there, Kansas. And then you know the Zags and the team that we haven't really talked about very much uh, so far tonight is West Virginia or the old Press Virginia. This one I'm really intrigued by, really intrigued by. I just want I want to see how the Zags handle West Virginia, and that's a team I don't have any real affinity for. It's just sometimes when when teams play defense that way and they're really good at doing it that way, you know what I mean. If you can't handle it, they can make they can make that they can make a team look really ugly. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So I'm just curious how how the Bulldogs handle that jobby. So we haven't talked a lot about West Virginia yet. We'll see. I'm not a huge believer, but you play great defense, man. A lot of things can happen. So you're absolutely right. And I mean, I, I, I you know, West Virginia's team. I mean, if, uh, I'll happily eat my word so far. I mean, we go back to our last podcast. I talked about West Virginia being a very Jekyll and Hyde kind of team, and, and I just didn't have a lot of faith in them. And I honestly thought that they'd get knocked out early. Uh, I I'm trying to remember. I don't. Uh, I think I had them getting knocked out. Uh, yeah, knocked out second round in Notre Dame and uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, they, they they hung around for parts of that game, but no, they just weren't were clearly not good enough. West Virginia's been playing at a really high level, and uh, I, I don't know. If, so you know, yeah, I, I that that could be a very interesting game. Uh, short line. Gonzaga's just three three point favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that. Man, that's a, that's a tough one to pick. To be honest, that's uh, as a better, I would say stay far away because I could see it going either way. I, I probably would slightly favor the underdog West Virginia there. You know, uh, oddly enough, and I didn't realize this, Ken Palm actually has uh, Gonzaga with uh, the number one ranked defense in the country. Hmm. So I was like, oh, that's why it, it's always great to like read stats and some of these things. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know that, man. That's pretty fantastic. But you know, right. basically, West Virginia, man. They need to score and then to get into the press and all, all all that deal. I mean, I just think it sets up uh, really intriguing. But Gonzaga has something that Notre Dame didn't have, and that's size. The so, <laughs> Gonzaga does. They got some size. Yeah. So yeah, they do. Not gonna <laughs> Teo. So you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how they handle that. And then Kentucky versus UCLA, obviously. Well, I was gonna but, say before. I mean, yeah, we got three games left. Uh, I said I got two favorite games. Um, for Thursday and Friday, and only mm-hmm. touched on one so far, Michigan, Oregon. So, which, what do you think? Do you think you can pick out the other one? <laughs> the remaining three? Hmm. Is it not Kentucky, UCLA to see, you know, ball going to town? No, I'm just kidding. No, it definitely is. I, that, yeah. that, that's, that's a one hell of a matchup. That's, uh, uh, again, Vegas, incredibly short line. Just, uh, UCLA is a one point favorite. Uh, I gotta say, and and and, and uh, you know, I don't know if I, I I bet I bet the Twitter Terminator would agree. I think, especially in the first half of their last game, Kentucky was you know not really on point. They definitely uh, I think are better than they than they played. Um, but uh, you know, I, I certainly, of course, have no love lost for Kentucky. Um, <laughs> Shocker! But <laughs> Shocker! I, I, I'm I'm looking for a great game. I I, I favor UCLA. I think that uh, Kentucky's definitely got to shoot the ball a lot better than they did in the last game. Uh, I mean, that's you know not rocket science. They 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 certainly, especially in the first half. I mean, I mean both teams are playing. I mean, they're, they're both teams are playing really strong defense, 
you know, the Kentucky game, uh, Kentucky Wichita State. I mean, it was a very defensive game, but uh, it's gonna be a very different style kind of game. And so uh, I don't know. See if uh, Kentucky can keep up. Fair points. Say like, I'm gonna I'm call like UCLA ninety two, Kentucky fifty three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bold, man. That's a bold. That's a bold tra- strategy, Cotton. I don't know about that. Thank you. Thank you. Salute. <laughs> salute. Salute o'clock. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man. Uh, go ahead and enjoy the evening. Uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, tasty beverage. We'll bat some cleanup. We'll get you on out of here. So, uh, yeah, you know, a little March sadness for the Duke fans, but we still have some really good basketball in front of us. Uh, don't forget yeah. that. Even if your team's out or they, you know, went full butt suck, uh, UVA, VCU, and. I you know I don't I don't know how much hate I need to give uh, you know Duke I mean I, I just I just think South Carolina that was just an incredible second half incredible and I I don't uh, know who would have been able to hang on and beat them in that kind of scenario I mean that's tough sledding that's real tough yeah. sledding maybe some other teams shoot better maybe they play some D better but you know if the team's shooting like that man it, it's just that's yeah, a tall order so kudos to them I'll be really curious to see if they revert back to their piss poor shooting form or if they can kind of maintain that pace because they're going to be dangerous if they play like that they're going to be dangerous um, and that would kind of be a fun story people do like underdogs they would be an interesting underdog to root for yes so yes so you're absolutely right uh, definitely hope everybody still stays tuned in some great basketball yeah. I would say Michigan Oregon and UCLA Kentucky I'd say are the two highlights of Thursday and Friday yeah uh, but uh, it'd be great to see what kind of matches mm-hmm. we have uh, for the weekends uh, after that, and uh, yeah, and certainly for anybody who you know perhaps you know disappointed their their brackets got busted, certainly more than that places. I know ESPN certainly can do a you know makeups you know second tournament challenge yep. you know Sweet Sixteen on. So feel free to have fun with that, and if you want to do a little gambling action with the DSTAT. Uh, at DSTAT FTW on Twitter. There you go. Come follow, fo- follow me. And, That's right. And, uh, let's, let's make some money. So there you go, man. I might I might have to actually follow you and make some money. I need a little bit more. We got to buy a minivan. You know what I mean? There you go. I just can't lose it. <laughs> you can't lose it. <laughs> that's fair. That's I got to win. I got to that, But that's why, that's why I'm going to follow at DSTAT for the win. I'm going I'm to start paying attention to that stuff. Maybe I'll get some seed go. money to you so you can do some betting for me. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Empty. Yeah, I know you would. You're a hoot. All right, man, go get some rest. We'll catch you a little bit later. As always, you can find a sports brew on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, thelousesportscaster.com, and, of course, our main feed is hosted on Podbean. So uh, keywords are sports and brew. We know you love them both. We certainly do. Uh, so feel free to, to you know dig us up, look around, and you know take a peek. Man, Google Play Store as well. So, uh, look, enjoy the tournament games, and yay, Gamecocks. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna send a bag of cocks to some somebody. I don't know who. Maybe Lindy. Maybe Lindy needs a bag of cocks sent to him. <laughs> Jerk ass. <laughs> anyway, board at least they found Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey. So good, good for that. International man of mystery. That guy. Wait, wait to be an asshole. That dude. Does he? Have, did he have Von Miller's helmet too, or was it just the helmet two helmet and cleats? And then he had Brady's oh Super Bowl Forty Eight jersey. How did that dude oh, smuggle just... a freaking helmet? I get a jersey, but how the hell did you he smuggle? Got it? in as media or something the last. I know, but however many Super Bowls and how is it not noticeable that the dude's walking out with a helmet? How big of a bag do you have to have to smuggle a freaking helmet out? Like a jersey, That's you, you can compact the jersey and cleats. You know they don't take up so much, but a helmet's big, dude. Right. You know. It's not like he's strapped on his head, walked out. Whatever, man. That guy. They'll make a movie about it. Yeah, ESPN thirty for thirty. It'll it'll be <laughs> it'll be it. it'll be it, man. 
the Tom Brady jersey, like international man of mystery theft ring for sports memorabilia. It's just nuts. Anyway, yeah, so we'll go and take a break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. But, uh, Mark, have a good night, man. We'll catch you on the flip side, bro. Thank you very much. Peace out, folks. All right. Late. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And, uh, yeah, we had to, uh, you know, go ahead and ripcord Mark out of here. But that's okay. Got a, uh, you know, extra special bonus wrap-up ridiculousness. Nah, I don't know. We'll see what it turns into. But let's go ahead and get him in here, man. Yeah, old Randy Giggity Giles, man. What's up, bro? Uh, not much, man. It's uh, definitely been a while since I've been on the podcast. Yeah. I will say that. Well, welcome back. <laughs> oh, thank you. Ah. Just that little bit of beer just to start things off I, right. Man, you were just you thirsty. You were just thirsty. That's all. Well, that's right. It's actually called Omegang <laughs> Rosetta. <laughs> Woo. Very tart beer, but it's actually really good. Okay. Tart. Is it as is it, is it as bitter as uh, Whitfield was after that South Carolina game? I don't I don't think I don't think there's any beer that bitter. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, he's throwing up on Facebook and he's taking them down and he's just then he's ripping in the North Carolina fans because North Carolina fans are using South Carolina against Duke. I mean, well, it was course. just good lord. Well, like, like we we were joking around in the first uh, first segment, like you know, ACC fans are like they're ruthless, right? Because you look at, like, uh, I feel like a lot of other conferences, their fans will pull for their conference, right? But ACC fans are like, nah, if our team loses, screw you, dude. We're totally pulling against you, man. Because your loss is, is is a win for me. You know what I mean? And I swear that I swear, <laughs> just, the ACC is vicious like that. It's absolutely vicious like that. So I had that North Carolina guy bounce around with, like, the South Carolina, you know, towel or whatever it was. It, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. But... Uh, has uh, has Penny come down off of her Gamecock high yet? <laughs> I think she's in a good spot right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously with the game coming up soon, you know, ten, you know, she'll get excited again. But just the whole idea of actually the team making it to the Sweet Sixteen—it's just that's impressive in its in and of itself. Oh yeah, no, they have a great backstory. Uh, Thornwell and then Frank Martin—we talked about them a bit, but uh, I don't know if they can maintain. The offensive production, you know they're going to bring some D, but if they can, uh, whew, if they can play on both sides of the ball like they did against Duke and uh, Marquette, I mean they can they can win another game. So they're going to be one of those teams that I think people might find themselves rooting for. Michigan's one of those teams I think with a good backstory, and just once some of the favorites gets knocked out, you look for you look for other things. You look for storylines, and, and some of that is casual fans or maybe you know people just want somebody they want an underdog or they want a dark horse they want you know a good story to pull for and south carolina kind of you know they they have that so they never want do they consen- justin do they want a dark horse yeah <laughs> <coughs> my gosh <laughs> if i could stop uh choking out just trying to breathe then uh maybe i could play like your uh, references there man God, I think the Ramones had it right, man. I might need to be sedated to get rid of this freaking cough. Ugh. I should have taken a mucinex, man. That's right, mucus. Get off my lawn. Jerk ass. <laughs> Woo! Buddy, that is uh, ruthless. Oh, Shannon, I'll get it for you. Don't worry. Dark Horse. <sighs> oh, Katy Perry. 
As if OQ, man, a perfect spot. Jumped right to it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we did do this one back in the day. Yeah. Was it Michigan State one year? I think it was. Yeah. Could have been. By the way, man, uh, old Bayheim signed the contract extension, huh, Randy? And here I'm thinking two years ago the man's going to retire. Yeah, no. Obviously, he wants, he wants to get those wins back. That's got to be it. Yeah. Well, now, you know, if they're not going to play the ACC tournament in Greensboro or whatever, <laughs> you know, keep it up in New York. I guess, I guess he can stick around for a little bit longer. No, I mean, Justin. I Woo. Yeah. Justin. I know. You really need to let that cough go, bro. Bruh. I am telling you what, man. I, I for real need to shake it off, bro. <laughs> there is no doubt. It's ruthless. Woo! I keep figuring, like, I'll just drink beer and it'll suppress it, but it just keeps fighting me. LeVar Ball says he wouldn't have this cough. Um, of course, hashtag LeVar Ball says he eats Chick-fil-A on Sundays. And uh, hashtag LeVar Ball says he can coach the Wolf to beat Arian Foster. Yeah. Nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> man. Actually, some of those really are great, man. I, I, oh, I meant to say this to Mark before we left because uh, Mark and I are both big fans of Breaking Bad, and one somebody had a uh, hashtag. Levar Ball says his boys would have gotten Heisenberg to say their name. I thought that was great, but if, if you didn't watch Breaking Bad, that's not going to make a lot of sense to you. Mm. <laughs> man, oh, you know what else doesn't make a lot of sense to me? St- <laughs> the headline. Uh, this brewery is making beer out of poop water, and it's delicious. Uh, no. <clears throat> so an experiment. I saw the news article on yeah. that. Experimental beer from uh, Stone Brewing, uh, and so they're taking uh, you know uh, treated sewage water, uh, and they're making using that as an ingredient in their beer. So, and apparently, uh, it's one of the uh, one of the. Are we the talking brewers- about the Stone Brewing in Richmond? Uh, this is the one in San Diego. Okay. So, but I mean, it's the same company, right? So, and apparently that that new concoction is one of its brewers' favorite new beers. Yeah, how about that? What I like this in the uh, article. As Arnold would say, "No." Deal. <laughs> I mean, what's the name of the beer? This poops for you. I mean, no. <laughs> but I hope or you leave enough room for my fist say. because Look. I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Beer from treated treated, uh, you know, sewer water. Come on, uh, sewage water. Stop it, you, know. you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think Sam Jackson would also like to chime in on that one. Ugh. Anger. Well, that's Mr. T, but, you know, that's all right. <laughs> Get back to the dancing, Mr. T. This, this is what he might be actually saying. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> Literally, uh, that shit. <clears throat> no, uh, let me yes. see if I can find the name of it. I don't Mr. Know T, get back to dancing, fool. Yeah, the beer is made using recycled water reclaimed through the Pure Water San Diego program. And they've called the program Toilet to Tap. <laughs> I mean that's really you know it's it's a good it's a good use of the material, but you know on the on the surface you're going what? <laughs> so it uh, I like this description of, of what does poop beer actually taste like, and so it was described as uh, uh, those who drink the beer will get some caramel notes, some tropical fruit notes. It's a very clean tasting beer. Attendees at the event reportedly hesitated, but by the time the reporters arrived on scene, they didn't even get the tasting of it because it was all gone. In about twenty minutes. Was it nutty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a wee bit nutty. <laughs> it 
The, oh, it's called chunky. it's called Full Circle Pale Ale. Full Circle. Full Circle Pale Ale. Remind me to avoid that like the plague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. might be okay. You never know. If Just if it wasn't my thing. Hey man, if it wasn't my first beer. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to help them. I'm going to I'm going to brew some the toilet part tomorrow morning. We'll see if they can handle the rest of the of the tap on the on the follow up. Yeah. I'd be pretty impressed if they could recycle that. <clears throat> they may not want to recycle that. <laughs> <laughs> that should probably just say toilet Surface to toilet. Says no. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Lavarbral says he would have beat Voldemort in the first book. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, one of my favorites is uh, here. You go. Hashtag Levar Ball says he parts the sea anytime he walks on the beach. <laughs> I mean, it really is pretty fantastic. Really is pretty fantastic. All right, so um, really looking forward to the Sweet Sixteen. Obviously, enjoying some of the moments and a couple of things that we hadn't talked about that uh, should be addressed. Number one, uh, from the opening weekend, before we kind of tighten up on some Sweet Sixteen stuff and get out of here, uh, we did a lot of hails and a lot of the games that we liked. And I think some of the fails are, are legit. And, you know, one of the things that was really tough, as much as we love the Northwestern story, dude, that whole, that Vanderbilt-Northwestern game at the end, I, I still, oh. I mean, I feel bad for that kid. Uh, Matthew Fisher-Davis, uh, obviously ball, balled out, man, had a 22-point performance. But uh, what a tough, tough, tough thing to do. Tough break at the end. Uh, Vanderbilt took a one-point lead with about 18 seconds left. And then Fisher-Davis fouled. I mean, fouled a Northwestern player, and you're just like, what? When that unfolded in front of me, I'm like, what just happened? You know what yeah, I mean? we were kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> what happened was, you know, I mean, it was it was weird. I, mean, I can't, I mean, be- I can't believe he did that. It's interesting that just the, the game gets away from you like that, and all of a sudden you just kind of like, wait a second, did I just do what I think I just did? Yeah. yeah. And it's-, it's tough, man, because I've, <laughs> I've been there before. I... I I coached the team one year. We had tied the game up, and I thought we were still down by one, and I told my team to foul. And you remember John looked at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, are we down by one? Because I couldn't see the scoreboard because it was a YMCA game. Mm. He's like, no, we're tied. And I'm like, oh. Uh, And it's like one of those feelings like, you want to get away? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And then that I tried to act all away. tough, like, yeah, let's see if this kid actually makes his free throws. <laughs> he made both of them, and we lost. So, <laughs> well, and another thing from that game that I thought was interesting is both teams didn't even try to milk the shot clock. They just tried to gun it every both times they each had the ball. And I was like, are you kidding me? Why are you doing this? If you got the last shot and it, or at least get a shot where there's only a few seconds left, it makes it that much more difficult. Why give them? 15 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever. Yeah. It made no sense to me. Well, you know, sometimes in game flow or, or the situation, sometimes, man, if, if you have a good opportunity or, or you're going to be – you know, I'm okay with aggressiveness. There are times I'm, I'm just – I'm good with it. And sometimes it pays dividends. And then other times you have brain farts, you know. And uh, Fisher Davis had a brain fart, and that's something that, unfortunately for, for him, that's one of those, like, you know, one sharding moment kind of deals – that he's gonna remember his entire life because it that's an, that had to be an absolutely awful feeling to have done that to have made that mistake in that moment. 
Uh, I mean, how much does that suck? I mean, again, Northwestern, that was a great story. A lot of people were super jacked about them making the tournament. That was fantastic. Getting a win and then obviously, you know, being right on the cusp of uh, potentially another win in the second round. But, yeah, you know, I, when I saw it, I was like, that's it's unbelievable. It's incredible. <coughs> but my first thought was like, after that was just, God, I felt bad for him. <laughs> I just felt bad for him. All the other stuff notwithstanding, uh, to have that happen in that kind of a moment. You know, you know he's going to get piled on, and, and people are going to give him the business and give him some grief, and that's just that's just tough. I mean, people are saying that was like worse than Chris Weber's timeout. You know, so that's one of those like all time mistakes. And when they do like tournament memories, or you know, this year, or like big big screw ups in tournaments, that's going to be one that gets you know brought up, and that that's tough, man. That that's a that's a lot on you know a lot on a player. Tough break, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a real tough break, man. Feel for that guy. And uh, you know he owned up to it. He said uh, he said he thought they were they were down one, and he misinterpreted the signal from from the head coach. So <coughs> still a hell of a game, but that's a tough, tough, tough way to go out. So that was unfortunate. Uh, I do think it was, uh, however, it was pretty fantastic that Northwestern uh, dug up some old Skip Bayless tweets to give him a whole bunch of crap and a whole bunch of grief. <laughs> so. That I thought was really cool. So they dug up. Let's see if I can find this one. Let's see. Vanderbilt drops anchor on Northwestern's fairy tale. Better school, better alumni, better ex-player coach, far better basketball tradition. And I love this one for the win. As he often tends to be, Bayless was wrong. <laughs> Northwestern won in the official Twitter of Count of Northwestern Athletics. Remember the tweet. So we hear you, but not everyone in the media went to Northwestern. So and then they link to uh, good old real Skip Bayless. Thought that was pretty fantastic. I don't know why. That's one person that I I, I sort of enjoy when uh, things blow up in his face. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I really. I think do. we all enjoy that when yeah. it blows up in his face. That's always that's always kind of fun, man. But you know, we didn't get a lot of lot of lot of time to talk. About, well, we touched on it with Mark, but Shannon, just you know, any thoughts takeaways from that blown you know uh, bucket interference, blown goaltending call. Uh, with Gonzaga and Northwestern. I mean, you know, again, I think that's – we talk about how tough that was for Vanderbilt to go out that way. And then you think about how tough it is for Northwestern. I, I'm not saying they would have won that game. I'm not saying they would have won that game. but and, I, and I'm with you there. But, I mean, when you're making a comeback and you've got to have things go your way and there's an obvious call that the guy put his arm through the basket to block a shot. Yeah, Zach Collins. It is your job as a referee to call that. I mean, that's that's plain as day. Everybody can see it. And when you miss that call and then it gets compounded when Chris Collins gets the the T because Mm -hmm. he's losing his mind over you missing that call, I mean, it just just takes the wind out of your sails. Yeah. And any chance that Northwestern had after that was – it was mute. (laughs) <laughs> moot or mute or all of the above. Jerud Garad. <laughs> Farouk yeah, Manesh. Mute, mute. There was no chance. <laughs> Mamut so. Bowl. Yeah. Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> this, this freaking uh, Kentucky French toast beer is hitting me pretty Are good. Are you right telling me now, you're toasty? So. Yeah, that's Woo! all good. Uh, Kentucky you know, French I, toast is making me toasty. I heard some argument that if nothing else, they couldn't they couldn't change their call with the uh, you know the the non call on the uh, basket interference, but that. They really should have rescinded the technical uh, that was called on Collins. I don't know how often that happens. 
Um, I think it was I think it was Michael Wilbon saying that they, they can resend it and they should have resend it. They should have resended they, they it. Can. They and can. And that, that it was gutless that they didn't do that. Um, given you know the Collins was right and it was a, that was a that was an atrocious blown call. There are blown calls that are close or non calls that are close, and then there are non calls on something that's so blatant. You're like, how on earth do you get that wrong? And that's one of those where you're definitely like, how on earth do you get that wrong in that moment? Um, and so that's well, how do you miss that? Like you have yeah. one job, bro. <laughs> you, you had know, one job, had one job. <laughs> you know, and. It's just one of those tough breaks. You know, it's just one of those things. And I'm glad they actually got a win in the tournament. And I hope that they can keep Collins. And I hope they can build on that. Yeah. Because you saw, and this is why I love March Madness, you see the excitement level for schools that haven't gotten there before. Yeah. And their fans are just <coughs> just so excited. And you can feel the energy. And it's just, I hope that they can build on this. I really do. I really do, because, you know, props to you guys for getting there for the first time. I think they're like the last major school of all the major conferences to actually get in. Not a great so. story. That that was one of the great stories going into the tournament. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, and they ended up, made, they, they made a lasting impression on the bracket. Made a lasting impression. And that's going to be one of, the, one of the takeaways by the time the tournament's done. Um, their little run, obviously, you know, they, they got... You know, some crazy that went their way in the first game, and they got some crazy that went against them in the second. But uh, that's the NCAA how, tournament, dude. For you. How fitting for a school packed with journalism majors, and right? How fitting right. for it to be that one <laughs> to have those two kind of games happen. I mean, how much? I mean, it, yeah, great story writes itself, right? Yeah, pretty sweet. Have we missed anything else really relevant? Uh, I think you briefly mentioned West Virginia a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk about them a lot. They came up a little bit at the end with Mark, but uh, West Virginia uh, handling their business. I thought they did a great job against Notre Dame, uh, and I, I'm really curious to see how they play against Gonzaga. But uh, I think they deserve some that, respect, man. That that's a very dangerous game for Gonzaga, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia, it, it's kind of like the Bill Belichick of college basketball with how they change their defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Huggins just an absolute defensive uh, maestro, and he can he can switch up those defenses on you in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't know if they have the players or the size to keep up with Gonzaga, but um, if anybody can draw up different defenses to help your team out, it's going to be um, Huggins, man. Yeah, oh Huggy Bear, um, oh Huggy Bear. I, I expect Gonzaga. He doesn't to, he doesn't look very huggable though. No, I. You know no. what I mean? It's like it's like a weird name. <laughs> He does not look very <laughs> huggable <laughs> at all. He doesn't. He doesn't. And uh, I'll tell you, man, West Virginia is just, it, it's every year with Huggins, man, it's just him and Beeline from Michigan. It's just, you just don't want to face those teams in the tournament. Yeah. Those are two teams you just, okay, we're not we're not on their bracket. Good. Yeah. Woo. Well, you know, West Virginia is just, they're different. You know what I mean? And I think back to years and years ago, you know, teams that play that kind of defense, man, and and some of this is just my age, but I remember old Nolan Richardson and the 40 minutes from hell or of hell or whatever that was with Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, you might have a better team, but they just just bring so much intensity and so much defensive intensity. Sometimes they just overwhelm people. 
You know, yeah, it, I mean, it, the Hoyas from the 80s with Patrick mm-hmm. Ewing, man. I mean, those teams would just overwhelm you as well. I mean, defense can overcome bad offense. Yeah. South I'll, Carolina had actually both. They had bad deep or great defense and great offense in one half. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. Ridiculous. No doubt. And I think one thing that's tricky, and, and don't forget, man, it's, you know, when you get to the opening round, you don't always have a ton of time to prepare. Either, you know, you're coming out of conference tournaments or some other stuff's going on. You get your back-to-backs. But, you know, it, when you get in the next week, man, you you know, Gonzaga knows they're, they're going to have press Virginia, so they can prepare specifically for what they think they're going to do. <coughs> and that's, that is important. It's much, much tougher to do that the opening weekend. So a team can totally sneak up on you and, and get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's no sneaking up in the Sweet 16. You, you know what I mean? You know what somebody is. So, you know, if you, you do what you should do, you get ready, you, you prep, you practice against their strengths, and we'll see if they can handle it. So, But I, I think that's going to be – that to me is one of the uh, – absolutely one of the really interesting games. And some of that is just because it's Gonzaga and, you know, uh, Will – Will they be able to get to the Final Four for the first time? Which would be also a great story. I would love to see it. Man. Yeah, I'd, I'd love for them to get there. I don't I, see it happening because um, I don't see them getting past Arizona if they win. But yeah. I would love to see Gonzaga get there. I mean, I don't know that I can consider a number one seed a dark horse, but it almost feels like they would be. You know what, you know what I'm saying? It's weird to say They that. are the dark horse number one. Yeah, There's like, no doubt about they're it. the dark horse number one. And that makes no sense, but that's what it almost kind of feels like because it – you know, it's almost they've like lost one game all year, mm-hmm. and yet they're the biggest dark horse that gets in a final four. It's just bizarre. Of the number one seats, mm. well, of the number one seats still alive. Yeah, I tell you what, because I I don't want to you know get through our podcast and barely talk about Kentucky because you're you're our resident Kentucky fan. We talked about sure. South Carolina, and that's obviously that's pretty cool. And you know, I told you in one of my brackets, I homered out and I took Duke, um, but in another one, I took Kentucky. I was like, well, here's a little love for the Twitter Terminator. You know, I was being kind of funny. But realistically, man, and obviously that's a that's a tough that's a tough region. We talked about that being like the gauntlet yeah. region, you know what I mean? And I've heard some people argue that you know this Kentucky UCLA game is is two rounds at least at least one, if not two rounds before it really should be, based on what the you know people perceive the teams to be. And again, we talked about last week, man. It's not just seed lines; it's the storylines, right? It's the storylines that are there. So there's a lot of story with this one. So Kentucky, obviously some pretty key moments. They were threatened over opening weekend, but they balled out. Was it Kentucky that had that sequence of blocked shots? Yes. Late, yeah. Uh, and, and that was incredible. So tell me your opening round, first two games, your takeaways, your impressions, what you liked about the Wildcats, and what you're looking uh, for out of them going forward. Obviously UCLA being kind of a cornerstone since that's their Sweet 16 matchup. Well, I'll say this: their their defense has gotten a lot better as as the year has gone gone along. Yeah, it used to be just up and down the court, offense, offense, offense. You know, if the other team scores, it doesn't matter because we're just going to just rush it up the court. Now they're starting to play defense, and this is Kentucky UCLA did play earlier in the season. It was like a ninety seven ninety two game. Lonzo Ball was just ridiculous in that. Actually, UCLA won on Kentucky's home court, mm-hmm. um, which is a rarity for a non-conference opponent to do uh, in the Calipari era. But the defense has gotten much better. They locked down much better. What I'm worried about right now is the offense a little mm-hmm. bit. 
but it's just one of those things they're kind of due to kind of break out, break free, if you uh, will, <laughs> of their scoring mm-hmm. drought in this game. Um, I do like their defense better than UCLA's. However, the best player on the court in this game is Lonzo Ball. Yeah. And there's no doubt about it. And I don't know if I've seen a point guard control a game like Lonzo does in a long time. Yeah. And I, I get, listen, I understand why his dad's so excited and I wish his dad would just let his son play and just, and just let it be. But Lonzo Ball is really good. He's going to be the best player on the court in this game. There are going to be a lot of NBA scouts at this game. Oh, of course. <laughs> just, just like in, the, I believe it was December or January, there's going to be a lot of NBA scouts at this game because one of these you talking about the two NCAA programs with the most national championships in history, UCLA at eleven, UK at eight. Great game earlier this year, a two and a three seed. I think we're getting this game too early. However, at least they're getting the game. Yeah, I've got UCLA winning in my brackets. Of course, I will be cheering for Kentucky. Uh, when I do my brackets, I try. I usually try not to go with my heart. I usually try to go with my head. And I went with the best player on the court. I went with a ball. Um, but I will say, uh, F it. I'll say Kentucky wins this game by three. And that's going to do a hashtag LeVar Ball says, shh. Nice. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, man. When you got a team that's young, right? You got a team that's young, um, playing better defense at this point, certainly. Uh, and you get again. We we talked about this being the gauntlet. Here's the thing, man. If you're gonna come through, come out of that region, you got to grow up really fast, right? You got to, you got, but you just do, man. That's the you, you got to you got to figure it out really quickly. So all these lessons from the season, uh, gelling as a team, chemistry, leadership, coaching, the whole the whole nine yards, man. You got you got to sort that out. And, and start rolling and you know Wichita State unfair or not that's a, that's a tough seed uh but a hell of a storyline but a tough seed but they, they Kentucky has their work cut out for them all right they do they do they do you figure you know UCLA uh North Carolina and that that whole side of the bracket man you're looking at what uh UCLA and then North Carolina and and Kansas so I mean for them to get all the way through to the, even just to the championship game I mean, they they're gonna have, they gotta beat a lot of fantastic teams. By and, the way, yeah. If it if it goes UCLA, North Carolina, Kansas, mm-hmm. it's all rematches for Kentucky from this past season. How about that? Interesting. All rematch. If it goes that way, I don't. Right. It again, may not. We don't know if it will. Uh, well, yeah, but, but potentially if it, goes, it could. Kentucky beats UCLA to get to North Carolina to get to Kansas. All rematches. Yeah, but I mean that that that's grow your ass up in a hurry as a team, as individuals and as a team, and that would uh, be yeah. that would be an incredible uh, accomplishment for that team, and certainly for you know Cal, uh, even though uh, who is it? Colin Coward calls him Cal- Calaponzi, <laughs> and I still laugh when he when he goes in that rant, man. It, but it's like you know the era of the one and done, man. You're gonna have some of those years where it comes together and they they figure it out and they put it together at the back end and roll. And then you're gonna have years where they just don't, you know. And they'll they'll give you the flashes where they're brilliant or dominant or fantastic. And then they're gonna have games where you're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, yeah. these are you know that's what happens, man. It, it, you you don't have this 
squad that's you know built up of of players that matriculate and are there for two and three excuse me in four years i mean that that's that's so weird but that's where you know like on one hand wisconsin's kind of cool you know what i mean because they they have people that are that have been and it, correct me if i'm wrong but this is their four straight sw- sweet 16 isn't it absolutely you know that's a team that they've been through a lot and they've got some you know players that have been part of this whole thing and I, so they've you know been what? through and that's funny because i didn't even realize they'd been to three straight if i'd known that i probably would have taken them over villanova i mean that that's a tough team dude that's wisconsin and and we'll jump back to the south bracket yeah yeah i mean out of all the teams in the east right now how can you not like wisconsin to come out of yeah. there no i mean a lot of things opened up man a lot of things opened up for wisconsin so right. they've got some players they've got some, they've got opportunity space like so, four seniors, I think they said, uh-huh. and it's just they've they've been there, done that, been there, done that. Well, other than winning the whole thing, but they've other been there. Other than that, yeah. But other than they've that, they've been to a championship game. They have. Who who beat them in the championship game? I believe that was Duke. Was it? Yeah, remember uh-huh. when uh, we thought we were going to get a Kentucky Duke championship and oh yeah, no, and they lost, and it was like ah. Oh. Yeah, one one yes, of these we years, were, man. We were about to have like a freaking Monday night throwdown, <laughs> hang out, and then Kentucky lost, and we were like, "Damn it!" That that would have been that would have been pretty fantastic. That that would have been like everybody would just lost their minds. Like nobody would have gone into work the next day. <laughs> no, I doubt it, dude. That we needed some recovery hell, mode, man. For sure, that's fun. But yeah, Wisconsin, man. I you know I, I like I like the upside for them. You know, I do. I, I, I do. I, you know, and again, you got to settle little. You have to settle it on the court. But uh, they've got some of those senior players, and you know they're going to be when you get to March Madness, man. There's a lot of different things that factor in on the on a team kind of putting together and going on a run. Some of it's luck. Some of it's who you play. Some of it's getting hot at the right time. There's any number of variables, but. Uh, I do think there's something to be said for teams that have that that makeup and mix of you know uh, young talent and then you know guys that have kind of been through it because they've they've dealt with the tournament or they've been through the ringer or you know they've grown as players and there's a certain strength in that and Wisconsin I think has has a part of that in them so if they can leverage that to their favor then yeah there's again nice opportunity space nice opportunity space so. We'll see what they do. Looking at the regions and looking at the Sweet 16, we talked about a little little bit of it with Mark, but two things. A, we're going to get to Sweet 16, but I guess uh, let, let's wrap up the whole Kentucky thing. That Obviously, that slugfest with Wichita State, dude's wife getting you know escorted out of the building by Frank Martin. Uh, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> how, how important was it for Kentucky to win a game like that in this moment? Huge. Because going into the game, Wichita State, and I feel bad for Wichita State because Greg Marshall's just done one hell of a job with that school. And the fact that he has stayed there for all those years. Uh, I, I know he gets, a lot of people say he's a little rough around the edges. He's not always the nicest guy to be around. I get that. However... When you take a school like Wichita State that's so close to Kansas and make them into a, pre- a national power, mm-hmm. you know that that that's that's pretty awesome. 
And when the brackets came out, I mean, all the Kentucky fans were like, you know, we're in. Because you know you're in for a 15-round fight when you yeah. go against Wichita State. They're not going to die. They're not going to go away. You're not going to knock them out early on. They're just going to be that fighter that's there till the end. And for having such a young team, having to go through that type of game that early in the tournament is huge. Yeah. Because you can have the best teacher in the world talk Mm -hmm. to you about that, but until you go through that type of game and understand what it takes to overcome and win in advance – that is the best teaching tool there is. So having played that tough a team that really wanted it so bad because of what happened, you know, three or four years ago when they were undefeated in the tournament and then lost to Kentucky. But to have to go through that type of gauntlet in a second-round game. I mean, obviously Wichita was misseeded. Everybody's said that already, but... Again, Kentucky being young, going through Wichita State with just that tough-minded program was huge for them. Uh, let me ask you a question. Go, you know, going forward to this Kentucky UCLA game, Levar Ball had the comment that Kentucky is just a tune-up game till the Final Four. Obviously, for UCLA, uh, he said, "Quote: We took care of Kentucky once. We'll do it again." Given the way Kentucky had to win that game against Wichita State, which was kind of a slow it down, slug it out kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that they would approach the game with UCLA? Do you think they want to run up tempo, or do you think they want to grind it out? Oh God, they want to grind it out. You don't want Lonzo Ball running. You want to take him out of his comfort zone and make the game ugly. Um, do you, Do you think they're going to be able to do that against UCLA though? If they make their shots, yeah. If they're shooting less than 50% and there's long rebounds and Lonzo gets going, Mm -hmm. it could be a long night. So they have to take smart shots, slow it down, run offense. And if you missed a shot, you can't get upset and lollygag on defense. You've got to get your butt back, stop the ball, and cover. I mean, you, you... you cannot screw around with Lonzo Ball, man. I mean, Cincinnati did good for a half on shutting him down, but that yeah. second half, he just took over. The The kid has, and, and I even hate to say this, but he has Magic Johnson-type talent. Yeah. Jason Kidd-type talent where he can score, he can pass really well, and he can rebound. And if he's going down the court, heads up, man. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, you, you better have your head on a swivel. And and one thing about Kentucky that kind of worried me last game when they were on defense, their mm-hmm. hands were down. Uh, you got to have active hands on defense. You can't you can't be lollygagging your hands down. I yeah. mean, you have to have active hands, hands up at all times, and just be ready. How much like do you give any credence to the old old bulletin board material with Ball coming out and saying that? And again, I think some of it we talked we joked around about a little bit of it is if it, there was a little bit of deflection here just to take <clears throat> take some you know just to kind of put the onus on himself. There, there, it's almost like there has to be some other angle here, right? I mean, are you really just running your mouth that much just to run your mouth? It seems kind of weird, but 
you know, he, you know, Ball also told uh, it was an ESPN morning show, and he said that Kentucky had too many alpha dogs who demand the ball, and that the Wildcats would be foolish to try to run with UCLA. Uh, but you, you kind of have those statements, and uh, you know, is that the old classic bulletin board material that's that gets a team fired up, or is UCLA good enough that they can back up, you know, back up a a dude, you know? This guy that's not even on the team. I mean, his son is there, but the team has to back up a player's dad's words, right? I mean, that's weird. I think you could go yes and yes on that question. Will it fire up Kentucky? I'm sure they. it'll help them, but you're in a sweet 16. If you're not fired up at this point, then when will you be fired up? Yeah. Um, if Will it help them prepare maybe a little bit harder? Maybe make them think about it a little bit more? Maybe. But, I mean, at this point in time, I mean, once you step on the court, you're on the court. And and the game's going to unfold however it unfolds. But words are just a bunch of hot air. It's just a bunch of hot air until that game is tipped off. Um, UCLA has to travel cross country to a different uh, time zone. So when the game's tipped off at 9.30, it'll be 7.30 back home. So it may be their clocks may be thrown off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Kentucky, I think it's just like maybe a one hour over, if that. Um, I think Memphis is central time, not eastern time. But Go ahead. And it's also a lot closer to Kentucky. Kentucky's a lot closer to home. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot more blue in the stands. Now, granted, UCLA did get them in Rupp earlier this year, but I think they learned from that game. Their defense has gotten a lot better. Now, what I worry about is if they have enough offense to overcome Lonzo Ball and that UCLA offense, because that that offense is ridiculous. Well, Ball is ridiculous. Yeah. Ball is ridiculous. All right, I'll tell you what, man. Let's uh, shift gears real quick. And uh, we talked a lot about Ball, obviously. And Kentucky and I, I and think Justin, that, yeah. Oh, you know, you just it, said something. You know what, Shannon? You are right. I cannot believe that nowhere along the night that we have broken this out. <laughs> you said for balls, Lonzo or Lavar. Yeah, we were able to break free. You know what? They get they get they get double trouble. You said balls. Why not? <laughs> but you know, again, players to know and, and players to root for. Nigel Hayes, uh, by the way, obviously with Wisconsin's upset of uh, you know Villanova, Southern Impact, and which was again a, a fantastic game. But Nigel Hayes, man, dude, if they if Wisconsin makes the Final Four, that would be his third. Wow. Yeah, think about that. That, that would be you know dude, three. That's Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill territory. Yeah, it's very unusual. It, it, that just it, it does not happen with any. And, and part of that with a lot of frequency, part of that is because players don't usually stick around that long. You know, but then to have to have that level, then to have that level of success as a program is is pretty legit. I had forgotten that UCLA did it uh, three in a row from two thousand six to th- two thousand eight. Totally forgotten about that. But he's a great story. Wisconsin's an interesting story. You know, and he's also kind of fun because he used uh, Caddy Wampus. That was a guy last year. Nigel Hayes was the one that used Caddy Wampus in a in a. Um, Final Four News Conference, or maybe that was two years ago. Either way, Dictionary.com invited him to do a video about a word of the day. I mean, how random is that? that you is know what random. I mean? Yeah, and he's also pretty entertaining on social media. So uh, he had a he had a post, and he tagged Haynes, Fruit of the Loom, 
uh, and some other you know clothing manufacturers, and it said, uh, "We are taking donations to buy TJ new boxers. Anything helps." And they taped up a pair of ratty tatty old boxers. Man, he said, uh, "Please donate to the College Athlete Boxer Fund of America." He's struggling, and anything <laughs> helps. He'd buy some himself, but they don't pay us. So I mean, the, the guy's pretty funny. Caddy Wampus and Boxer Post. Very random. Yeah, it is random. Yeah, very random. Uh, Wisconsin, by the way, actually rolled out and did a little trolling of Villanova with uh, crying uh, Piccolo Girl. Remember her? Oh, now see. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne Shalafu, I think is how you pronounce her name. Why yeah. you gotta bring up old stuff for? Yeah, well, you know, she 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 responded and she you know put up on Twitter. She had a picture of Villanova, obviously celebrating last year, and she said, "Yes, Villanova is okay." So, I thought that was pretty funny, but a, a little trolling in effect, man. A little trolling in effect. <laughs> they just said sweet, and they just had her crying, playing her <laughs> piccolo. <laughs> that poor girl yeah, will never live that. I, I, I hope crying. No. Vil, I hope crying. I almost said crying Villanova kid. I hope crying Northwestern kid uh, gets uh, gets some love. By the way, he was he looked so upset. Uh, but Shannon, do you know was he is it, was that was that crying kid? Was he? Uh, I, I saw somebody said that that was like the AD's son. Do you know if that's the case? I don't know. Yeah, Stuart Man, Stuart Mandel Stuart Mandel had a tweet saying that. Um, that was Northwestern eighty Jim Phillips' son. I'm just not sure if that got confirmed. But. I, you know, it, it it's look, man. I of all people understand when it's March Madness and your team loses, you're gonna cry. Yeah, a little bit. And, and when I was 12 years old, man, Christian Leitner broke my heart. Good. I'm glad. After he hit that shot, I just <laughs> lost it, man. I was like, ah. Hey, uh, just remember, no, no matter how bad your bracket is, it's still more accurate than Brock Osweiler. <laughs> it, it, there's your one football update of the night, by the way. And Mitch McConnell. And Mitch, and Mitch McConnell, yeah. <laughs> Mitch nice. McConnell had Louisville and Duke in the final, by the way. Womp, womp. Fail buckets. Good job, good effort. Yeah, something like that. I wonder what Whitfield's bracket was like. <laughs> There you go. I think he had um, he had Duke and Texas Southern in the final because Texas Southern played North Carolina the first game. Yeah. Uh, th- there is some dispute about uh, Ball's comments, by the way, as far as the whole tune-up game. Just to let you know, it's not. I'm not. Uh, okay. I, there's some dispute about whether or not he actually said that, but it's been making its uh, way around. Um, Did he co- say he was going to tune into the game, or it's a tune-up? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll be. Well, I'm going to tune into it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to take my car and get a tune-up, and then I'm going to tune into the game uh, for sure. A couple other random side notes. Um, and we did want to finish up this whole uh, Will Wade to LSU, which I still think is very weird. But less about that, really, and more about uh, Mike Rhodes uh, coming back to uh, VCU, which I think is pretty cool. Obviously, some ties to the program. And if I remember correctly, he had a picture, uh, and he had some teeth knocked out in a practice or something. Oh, yeah. um, and so he had this great shot where he just has, like, no front teeth. <laughs> Must have <laughs> caught an elbow to the face. But uh, he's done a good job uh, down at Rice, if I recall correctly. Yes, um, yes. And so they, it, apparently he's super excited to be coming back home or, you know, coming back to VCU. 
looks like uh, obviously you got you have you know Will Wade leaving to be the coach at LSU. Seems uh, you know kind of bizarre, but look, Wade's thirty four replaced Shaka Smart when Smart left to take over Texas, uh, and he was head coach at Chattanooga, where he's forty five and twenty five, and he's fifty one and twenty, you know, with VCU. So as a stepping stone, maybe that's a good thing for Wade. I think a lot of people thought he was a good head coach as far as like a tactician. Uh, he seemed to have some gripes or some beef uh, with the A ten. I don't know. He's replacing a guy that was ten and twenty one last year. I mean Johnny Jones. I mean, it, it, you know, if I, it, who would even know that? Unless you're an LSU fan, who would even know Johnny Jones? You know what I'm saying? So the well, fl- I mean, Johnny actually in his five years had a winning record. Unfortunately, the last couple of years, like when Ben Simmons gave yeah. up, and this year, it's just it's just gone downhill for him. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's Johnny's a good coach. He'll land on his feet. Yeah. Well, sometimes um, it's tough breaks. I don't I don't know how strong of a you know, recruiting base you have when it comes to LSU. Um, you know, I mean, it's one of, it's one of those classic, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a football school. It is. It's a football, it really it's is same a thing with Texas, school. but I mean, you can, you can be a great basketball program at a football school. It does happen, but I mean, that's a football school first. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of see, I mean, a good luck to Wade. I hope it goes well for him. And if he wasn't happy at VCU, look, dude, at the end of the day, if he wasn't happy at VCU and he wanted to go, it's better that he goes. It really yeah, is. Absolutely. And it looks like, you know, Mike Rhodes, that guy seems super, super enthused about being the head coach oh. at, with, with, with the Rams. I mean, that, that guy legitimately sounds super excited about it. I'll tell you, man, I, I was surprised, A, he didn't get the job two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think he was one of Shaka's, he was literally Shaka's right hand man. Yeah, and I was surprised he didn't get the job two years ago. He's going to come back. I know a lot of Rams fans on Twitter, uh, the Pav VCU Pav, you know, the number one VCU fan was just ecstatic. Yeah, you know, he he was very happy. Um, and he'll, dude. The new facility they have, mm-hmm. they have great facilities now. It's not just an old high school gym. Great facilities, great tradition. Get some, you know, decent recruits in. Run your system. You should be fine. Yeah. I mean, you're going to sell out the home games as long as you're winning. You now you're going to sell out the home games. Well, so you just know, I'll be curious because obviously when when Shaka left. You know, VCU ended up letting some people out of their commitments. And, you know, your recruiting class got blown up, right? And th- that has an impact not just for that following year, but several years down the road. Um, yeah. So, you know, th- that obviously had an adverse impact on Wade. But they did a good job kind of bailing out the program. Their incoming class, the Rams' four-man recruiting class is ranked 21st nationally by ESPN.com, which, you know, that sounds nice on paper. How good are they? I mean, who knows? Um, you know, rankings are nice, but you still got to, you know, show up and play and grow and develop as, as players and as a team, etc. Yeah. But they have a couple of top 100 recruits and that's a win. Now, I don't know if Wade leaving, you know, if that negatively impacts, you know, I don't know that that's tough. Uh, but I hope that what a lot of the players and former people have said about, uh, Rhodes helps encourage them to stay. Uh, Jaquan Lewis said, quote, coach Rhodes is a, is a VCU great. Y'all will love him just as much. One of my all-time favorite coaches I was able to play for, hashtag winner. But, I, mean, that, I mean, that's good, man. That's, you know, that, that's a senior guard saying, hey, man, that this, he's a player's coach. You're going to love this guy. 
Rhodes was an assistant at VCU from 2009 to 2011, and then he was associate head coach from 2011 to 2014 under Shaka Smart. You said right-hand man. There you go. He's been the head yep. coach at Rice since leaving the Rams. Uh, they had a you know a couple of tough seasons. Of course, nobody looks at Rice as a basketball powerhouse, right? But they lost in the quarterfinals of the CBI. And, you know, you go NCAA tournament, uh, NIT, and then CBI. But you know what? The CBI, it's still relevant. And VCU won the CBI. I don't remember what year. The but, year before they made the Final Four run. But, you know, that, that can tell you kind of the direction – if if you're an up and coming pro- program to to do something like the CBI and 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 make exactly you know yes. th- that's an indicator. So uh, you know the Owls were 23 and 12 this year. So that that's a that's a nice thing, man. He's got some good history, and again, he seems like he's really excited to be coming back to VCU. So Absolutely. you know you read these things about him. <laughs> Bradford Burgess played for three seasons under Rhodes. Uh, said he's quote a player's coach who gets the best out of his players. You can see that from what he did at Rice. He's been in the Richmond area for a long time, and this is sort of a homecoming for him. So, you know, that bodes well. You know, if he's excited to be here, really wants to be, wants to be part of that program, then that's, you know, that's a win. And I think given the way that that kind of played out uh, with Wade uh, pulling the ripcord and getting the hell out of there, <coughs> and there's obviously some – there's been a lot of blowback. There's been a lot of blowback. Uh, read some articles where the AD, VCU AD, said that they met all of you know Wade's requests, and then he up and left. And that you know he didn't tell the players. Uh, you know, and, and we were talking about that. I haven't seen absolute confirmation of it, but usually that stuff doesn't filter out unless there's you know some merit to it, some truth to it. Uh, yeah, again, every, everything. Fire. Yeah, I mean everything happens so quickly, so there's always a possibility that there's more to the story, and <clears throat> some of it may just be you know negativity. And people being upset and being a little hurt. <clears throat> I mean, nobody was as hurt as Whitfield was with Duke losing to South Carolina. Again, our butt hurt alert of the week. Um, but you know, I mean, there's going to be blowback, going to be pushback, and if people feel betrayed, they're you know they're going to be negative towards Wade. Uh, but look, I, I I think my stance, my my track at this point is to be excited about Rhodes coming in. Hopefully, that's a, a great direction for the Rams, uh, and it, it feels good. That's a hire that feels good and seems like it fits the program. Uh, so good luck to Wade. But come on down. Mike Rhodes, dude, like the price is right, man. Come on down, baby. Come on come, down. Come on down, man. Come on down. Let's roll. Let's roll. All right. Woo. Shannon. Do we want to call final four shots at this point? Uh, yeah, you can if you want. If both of you guys want to call your shots, by all means. Uh, you know. Uh, Randy, I hope you're ready. Uh, Shannon, why don't you uh, why don't you why don't you lead out of the gate, man? Why don't you go ahead and call your final four sh- sweet sixteen shots, final four shots? If you want to go that far, but if you want to go that deep, that's what she said. By all means, man, uh, go in for the plunge, bro. <laughs> all right, we'll go west first. Um, head and heart both say Arizona out of the west. Okay. Uh, Arizona Gonzaga in the final. Uh, Zona going to the final four. Out of the East, it's hard to not like Wisconsin. I, Florida is a great story, but dude, three consecutive Sweet Sixteens, a couple of Final Fours. Mm-hmm. Hard to not see Wisconsin winning that game. God, I would love to see our one of our favorites, Frank Martin, get there. I just don't know if they have enough to get past Baylor. Screw it, Wisconsin, South Carolina in the final. Wow. 
You heard it here. You, know what? you heard it here first. Yeah, that takes Eight. some balls, man. <laughs> uh oh, Randy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Randy. You said balls. Yeah, indeed, I did. Um, you said it yourself. I'll take Wisconsin, man. I, I'll take that experience because they've been there, and I think they're they they're hungry. I mean, they've been there before, but it just looked like they were just hungrier than Villanova to get back there. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe Florida surprises us, but I'll take Wisconsin. Midwest, I'll take Michigan to upset Oregon. Uh, Kansas over Purdue. Not sure what the spread is in that game, but if that's anything like Kansas plus six or minus six, I would take Purdue to cover that because mm-hmm. they don't have anybody that can stop Harold Swanigan or Caleb, Caleb Swanigan. Swanigan. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think they just have too many pieces at the end of the day. So I'll give you yeah. Kansas, Michigan. Here, I, I need to go uh, water some trees. So uh, keep going, man, for a minute. All right. Keep, keep watering the trees. <laughs> I'll be right back. And I will take, I, I will take Kansas to ultimately go to the Final Four over Michigan. I think I'd rather see Michigan there. I just think Kansas has too much talent, Randy, uh, at this point in time for Michigan to try to pull the upset. And then let me go to my South bracket, North Carolina Butler. I think Butler gives North Carolina all they can handle. Um, and they will push them really hard, but I, I'll take ultimately the talent of North Carolina will overcome Butler, and then UK UCLA uh, head says UCLA, heart says Kentucky. Um, if I go with my head, I say North Carolina gets to the Final Four. My heart says Kentucky, so kind of a cop out there. But uh, what 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 say you, Mister Giggity Giles? Well, it's interesting just because I'll admit I have not watched any games up until the tournament. So considering that looking at what I have going into the Sweet 16, yeah, I've got four of my te- four of my teams are were wrong. Five of my teams, excuse me. Yay. But, I know, right? <laughs> so this is but this is I'm I'm going to go I'll start in the East here. I have to give it to Wisconsin over Florida just because the confidence that team has to have right now after knocking off Villanova, plus the experience. You, you can't experience can definitely take you far in a lot of things, and oh, I think sure. this is going to take them past Florida. As for Baylor, South Carolina, unfortunately, I <laughs> as much as I want to see South Carolina win, I think this is where Baylor does kind of step up and end the run for South Carolina. But don't get me wrong. If we see that same South Carolina team that we saw against Marquette and Duke. Oh, my God. Man, South Carolina can easily get to the Elite Eight. But I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to stick with Baylor. And uh, between Baylor and Wisconsin, I'm actually going to go with Baylor in the Final Four on this one. Woo! Looky, looky. Uh, Going to the West... Um, I've I got Gonzaga over West Virginia. I, I mean I've got and I've, now I have to admit the, one of the surprises for me is how well Xavier's been playing. I did not expect Xavier to pretty much blow out FSU. I was not expecting that. 
Now, I had them picked to beat Maryland, but I did not expect them to just be like, all right, FSU, whatever. Peace. Dude, I mean, FSU was like 25 points, bro. How do you lose by 25 points when you're the three versus the 11? But, you know, like you said, it's like you're going up against Zona. And it's like, yeah, I have to go with Arizona over Xavier. So, but um, I think, no, let's see what my, my bracket is here real quick. Yeah, I actually got Gonzaga in the final four. Okay. For, uh, for the West. I figured bring up my bracket that I got going. It's, it's all good, man. Again. So, let's see. If your bracket ends up being trash, you can always eat it. Did you see the South Carolina Gamecock fan that ate his bracket? <laughs> <laughs> like for real, he t- he ate his bra- he ate a piece of paper. He ate, he ate his bracket. It's like that's when Damn. you're so happy. You just you're like yeah, whatever, dude. Don't care. He for he yeah, ate that was, damn thing. I was ready to eat my bracket when Villanova lost. That's all I know. Yeah, no, it's all good. You should be like a West Virginia fan and just put it on the couch. And just it burn fire. it. Yeah, just. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like that. Fire and hole. Yeah, just burn it down. <laughs> By the way, I mean I haven't seen Look. an update on couches being burned in West Virginia recently, so I'm wondering if they're just taking it easy at this point. They're saving up. Look, man. I dreamed a dream that I opened a furniture store in West Virginia. <laughs> and I had a special on couches just in time for the NCAA tournament. Two for one. One for you to keep, one for you to burn. <laughs> buy one, burn one free. <laughs> buy one, buy one, burn one free. Hell yeah, dude. Oh my god. No, like Shannon, Shannon, please remember that. Somewhere along the line, we got a tweet. It was something with West Virginia. Buy one, burn one free. <laughs> God, that is great. Salute. Oh, by the way, um, I'm drinking a beer that's specially dedicated to Whitfield. Um, Uh-oh. Since he likes to bitch so much. Uh, it's called the Raging Bitch. <laughs> it's from Flying Dog. It's the Raging Bitch Belgian style IPA. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bitch ass. <laughs> Andrew WK does, man. Hell yeah. Party time. Dude, this beer is super good, by the way. And I think it's like, yeah, 8 3. Oh, you know, I'm having, I'm feeling good after a couple of these. There you go. There you mm, go. I'll have to try that. It is a, it is a very good beer, especially if you like uh, kind of lighter IPAs, which this is. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I mean, it's a Belgian style IPA. So it's not, it's kind of, it's more crisp. You know what I mean? Then overtly sandblast your face off with hops. It's a very good beer. I like that description. Sandblast your face off with hops. Somewhere, <laughs> somebody that might be the you know the poop beer that might sand. I was gonna say that yeah. be Stone's new poop beer. <laughs> yeah, sand, sandblast your face off with hops, man. Poop beer. This shit's for you. I mean, I, I just I don't I don't even know. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> for me to poop on i hope they have triumph the insult yeah there i hope they have tri- that oh my god you know that's a soundbite we have not had. that one out in a while oh my god when's the last time we played triumph that has been that's been a long time triumph the insult comic dog that's been a minute bro i'm sure uh that's episode a, 201 yeah the return of triumph that's been a minute that's it's been a Whitfield. so let's see if we can dig that <laughs> For me to poop on. You gotta look up the right thing. 
Stone Brewing. For me to poop on. Yeah. Actually, technically that would be technically that would be for for me to poop in. True. For me to poop in. On. <laughs> That's what that would be. <laughs> Just saying. Penis in your anus. That's the beer talking. <laughs> Where's our Whitfield bite? I forget the number. It's not that one. <laughs> ah, it's that there one. It there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, man. <laughs> hey, Whitfield. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> for me to poop on. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Oh, my God. Oh, so much fun. Okay. Well, off to the Midwest now. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and, go ahead and make your, make, uh, uh, call I, your shots. Got, call your uh, shots. I got Kansas over Purdue, and I'm going to take uh, Oregon over Michigan, but ultimately Kansas will be in the Final Four. Nice. And for the South, I've got Butler upsetting North Carolina Ooh. and Kentucky beating UCLA, but in Kentucky ending up in the Final Four. Whoa. I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I well, have faith in that team. I guess, should I actually look up my my real bracket? Who did I do that bracket? Oh, that was Yahoo, wasn't it? Wait, you didn't yeah. set it on fire with the couches, did you? No, no. I, didn't. I, haven't, I haven't burned it down yet. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see what it actually looks like. I'm kind of curious now, and then I'll I'll have some fun. Not no, not fantasy racing. Not who the hell plays fantasy golf? <laughs> well, who who the hell does that? He's I get that with look, his fantasy look fantasy who football. I totally get. Yeah, but who the hell plays <laughs> fantasy golf? I mean, come on, man. God, Sam, look, Sam Jackson knows the deal. Fantasy freaking golf, man. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. That's right. No kidding, man. Jeez. How boring <laughs> is your life when you have to do fantasy golf? I just, <laughs> just grab life, <laughs> grab life by the balls. Just, I'm just not. I'm uh, just not. I'm, yeah, uh, well, you know, I'm just not not feeling that one, man. You said balls. balls. Yeah, dude. I tell you what, all these balls flying around. <laughs> That's all right. Just remember, uh, D-Stat was single fisting earlier tonight. Just re remember that. Oh, Captain was triple Yeah, the cat. I was triple fisting. So you know, <laughs> beware. Sounds a little kinky. Yeah, yeah, the smidge. Uh, uh, incidentally, <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> incidentally, Yingling's making a butter beer ice cream for Harry Potter fans. Saw this really? one. Yeah, Yingling's butter beer ice cream. How huh. about that? Yep. The pint is made with half buttercream ice cream, half butterscotch ice cream, and is twisted with a butterscotch swirl. How about that? That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a cavity waiting to happen. Right? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, butterbeer and, uh, of course, the books, uh, is a, you know, a drink that can give you a little bit of a buzz, but in the muggle world, of course, where we're at, uh, it has uh, it, it, it's been made into a drink for all ages, uh, otherwise uh, zero alcohol. So, but 
it is kind of a fun name, and I'm sure that it will sell well. Matter of fact, I kind of want some now. <laughs> That's terrible. That's worth trying at least once. Maybe. All right. All right. Now that I, let's see, let's get off this fantasy freaking golf ramp. Still, who the hell plays fantasy golf? Get out of my face, that crap. All right, fantasy. Give me my ranking. Where's my bracket at? <laughs> How crappy does my bracket look? <laughs> let's see. Tourney Pick'em. That's probably it. Yep, there it is. Sports Brew, one sharding moment. All right. My possible points. Let's see. Who has the most possible? Oh, oh. we got some. T- uh, Shannon, you're you're sitting pretty, man. You have uh, you got 157 possible points. Not bad. All right, let's see. The Sports Brew's fail buckets. That's probably. Oh, yeah, I had the Captain's Crunchy Roller and the uh, fail buckets. We'll go with fail buckets. Sounds like that beer. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. All right, so in in this in in the, this is this is what this bracket was for me. Okay, now I lost Duke, obviously. So let me go to what is actually there because I'm, I'm have to I have to pick somebody new. <laughs> I'm gonna pick somebody new in that one. Uh, what I had happening in in my bracket, I've I've got Gonzaga Arizona, and I'm taking the Zags in this particular bracket. Uh, although I swear to you, man, I think West Virginia sure as hell could uh, could could win that game. Um, but I, I'd love to see few actually make it to the final four. And since I've got a bunch of teams wrong, well, I got North Carolina Butler. I'm taking UNC out of that one. And then, uh, I have, uh, UCLA and Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to stick with what I picked in this bracket. I've got Kentucky in that one. Um, now obviously I got some things wrong here cause I, I had Iowa state upsetting Kansas. Clearly that did not happen. Uh, and I like Purdue, but I, I'm not, I don't know that I'm taking uh, Purdue to upset Kansas. I'm going to go with, uh, uh, Kansas to do that, but I had Michigan coming out of this region, so I'll go ahead and I'll ride that train. Why not? Just for fun, I'll go ahead and have Michigan coming out of uh, out of there, and then that leaves me with this crap hole that is <laughs> this other area. This is a mess, man. The East is a mess for me. Uh, no Villanova, no Duke. God, this whole—it's all red. It looks like Charles Barkley's <laughs> brackets. I have like, oh my god! I've got one green, two green, three green. F- I got four green in this entire freaking bracket. That means I got four games right out of this whole bracket the whole way through. Wow, that is a bag of shit. Good god! Uh, anyway, that's okay. I'm gonna send a bag of gamecocks to somebody. Oh, that's right, Lindy. We're gonna send some. You know, we need, we need to pool together. We're gonna send a bag of bag of dicks to Lindy. Uh, uh, feel free to send your new mailing address to Shannon. We'll send you a bag of dicks, bro. Why not? Bag of cocks. Mass hole. You deserve a bag of cocks. Uh, <laughs> so let's see here. Baylor. Uh, so I'm, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take South Carolina uh, over Baylor just for fun. Wanna, I, I, you know, I'm going to be annoyed if they beat Duke and then they eat shit in the next round. I'm going to be really annoyed. So I'm going to go ahead and take South Carolina over Baylor. Um, but I, I'm, I'm taking Wisconsin over Florida, and I think I'm going to go ahead and just take Wisconsin coming out of the East, man. So I've got the Zags out of the West. I, I'm really, you know, I, I honestly, I'm really tempted. I really kind of want to take West Virginia to beat Gonzaga and then Arizona to beat West Virginia. <clears throat> but since I've got the Zags here, I'll go ahead and stick with it. Why not? Uh, that would be a great story if they do it. So I'll take Wisconsin out of the East, uh, Gonzaga out of the West. I'm going to stick with Kentucky out of the South. 
And you know what? I'm going to run with uh, D-Stats Dark Horse, man. That has a good, uh, that sounds good. Uh, D-Stats Dark Horse, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, uh, hell, I need to get out and see Logan. Randy, I don't know, man. I'd love to actually go see that movie. I don't know if you're interested in that, Shannon. I don't know if you're interested in that. I'd love to go see that movie in theaters. I really would. And my wife's not going to go see that. <laughs> so I'd, I'd love to, to see Logan before it's out, but I uh, don't know if that's going to happen. So, yeah, I'll stick with it, man. I got to get off this bracket where I have Duke versus UNC in the national channel. Let's get that out of there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Garbage. Don't get me wrong. That would have been a hell of a finals. It would have been. But, you know, uh, as with everything, your brackets turn into big bags of fail. So, uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> Randy, your boy Kaepernick, man, is he going to sign with anybody? Or are we going to have to get to the draft and somebody's going to have to get hurt? <laughs> before he's got an NFL team. At this point, I don't think he's going <laughs> to sign with anybody until like June, to be perfectly honest, right before camps open up. I, I mean, from I, what I understand, a lot of the GMs are like, he just doesn't have the skill set that a lot of teams are looking for, even in their backups. So that, and apparently uh, there was some sort of tweet from uh, Donald Trump that apparently is going around that's saying yeah. that, that, that uh, that's not helping his case much either calling him un-American and things like that. and so. Well, Trump. it sounds like, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it sounded like Trump actually took credit for him not being on an NFL team yet. I was, like, I was like, that dude, man. Agent Orange strikes again. Why are you worried about <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, bro? Worry about being president, dude. <laughs> Sound bites. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane, man. Bro, agent of President Orange, can look, focus on being president, dude. <laughs> you got a lot of work to do, man. There's all kinds of stuff happening. And stop hating on meals on wheels, bro. <laughs> Quit that. Uh by the way, hate on meals on wheels, man. It's, it's dumb, man. Uh by the way, I, I will raise a glass to uh Colin Kaepernick did uh actually donated he he donated fifty thousand dollars to Meals on Wheels, by the way. Nice. So I mean, you know, I was not a fan of that whole kneeling thing for the national anthem. I didn't like that. Um, he's within his, his, his bounds and his rights to do it, but you know, free speech is a wonderful thing, but you know, you, you get blowback, right? You get blowback from it. And that's just one of the things, man. People just don't take kindly to protest the national anthem. They just don't. They just, there's a lot of things you can protest. That's one of those things that's just tough, but I don't think he's been blackballed. I just don't think he's been good enough on field to show somebody that he's deserving of being signed as a starting quarterback. He's going to have to earn his way back. I think, uh, you know, if he never played in the NFL again, you could say he got blackballed. But I think he will be with somebody. It's a matter of when, uh, who, and how much. You know what I mean? Uh, his, you know, I think he may have overestimated his worth on the open market, but players do that all the time. And hey, Look at Adrian Peterson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, players yeah. do it all the time. They they overestimate their value and their worth and their ease and mobility to move to another team, and, and you know either make the same money or be the starter again. And it, it's it's hard. Uh, Kaepernick had a lot of upside, obviously under Harbaugh. That team under Harbaugh was was really well constructed. It played hard. Uh, that's kind of like the you know maybe that that's the Frank Martin. You know what I mean? That kind of deal where they run through a brick wall. Uh, things obviously went south. They fell apart. I don't know what Kaepernick's upside is. The last couple of years, he's had injury issues. I don't think physically he's what he was. He's got some baggage. Some people are going to hate on him no matter what. But, you know, if you're good enough and your play is good enough, you, you will get another chance. You just do, right? You just do. It's very hard to be so toxic nobody will touch you. 
unfortunately Ray Rice is in that, but you know, I think some of that was oh, production. That's, that's some of that's production and I know, but some <laughs> of that's production and age. Um, he he was trending down, and it's running backs that go. You know what? We can deal. We can get another running back without the headache. Uh, quarterbacks, I think, are much more scarce in the NFL. We'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think San Francisco. I, I don't think that was a good team last year. You know what I mean? I, I really don't. So I don't know if that's truly indicative of what Kaepernick is right now. He, he'll be with somebody. He's going to get a chance as a backup, and if he can keep his nose clean and and not have a whole bunch of controversy and baggage around him. Even if he takes political stances, you can do that. But um, be a good teammate, be a good locker room guy, uh, and get back into the good graces. You know, you can you can you know advocate for all kinds of stuff. But uh, you know, if you want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL again, you know, you you just got to buck up and and get through this little rough patch. It may never happen for him, but you know, again, uh, th- there are plenty of stories of guys that kind of you know put it back together. Um, and I mean, Jesus Christ, what do they just pay freaking Glennon? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, so, Kaepernick in his time last year, I mean, he didn't start a lot of games, but he had 16 touchdowns, four picks. So it's mm-hmm. not like he was garbage. I mean. No, I mean, not good. But, I mean, his his win-loss record, it, it looks terrible in you know, well, the past I couple mean, of years. So Look at the team around I know, I know. And, and that's part of the argument. So maybe some, it, it's – I would imagine it's a combination of several things. Um, but still old, old Trump, man, old Trumpster fire – um, I, I again. Why? Why is the president talking about this? This is amazing to me. It was reported Trump said at a rally in Kentucky uh, that NFL owners don't want to pick him up because they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Can you believe that? No, <laughs> ass bag. Do something else, man. Stop talking about Colin Kaepernick, president. President, do some presidential stuff. Worrying about a quarterback is not very. Just stop, man. There's bigger fish to fry in this country than Colin freaking Kaepernick and people being worried about you tweeting about Colin Kaepernick. Like Belichick says, man, do your job. Tweeting about Colin Kaepernick and worrying about that is not your job, bro. <laughs> Let sports people worry about Colin Kaepernick. Let us argue about Colin Kaepernick. Go be a president, dickhead. Go do some work, man. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Go do some work, bro. Stop stop golfing at Mar-a-Lago or whatever, man. Come on, bro. Stop hating on Meals on Wheels and you know do some other stuff, dude. Colin freaking Kaepernick. Why are you worried about Colin Kaepernick? Come on, man. That's what sports radio was for. <laughs> anyway, that's what we're for. Let us argue about Colin Kaepernick, man. Go do presidential stuff, man. That's what you got elected for, bro. But uh, I thought that was pretty funny, man. Uh, and again, he said he felt compelled to share with Kentuckians because, uh, because quote, because they like it when people actually stand for the American flag, right? He, look, he knows how to work a crowd. I'll give him that. But uh, Kaepernick, I think we'll get another shot in the NFL. It's just a matter of when, uh, which team, and and how much money. He's not going to get paid what he was. I don't think anybody's going to pick him up out of the gate to be a starter, uh, but I think somebody will certainly roll the dice. If physically he's right, uh, I think somebody will roll the dice and bring him into camp, and then uh, some teams he would have the ability to earn a earn a starting position. Some teams you can forget about it. He would purely be a backup outside of injury. Uh, but, Cleveland. You know, wow. I mean, I, there, <laughs> of all the things I wish on anybody, I don't wish Cleveland on a, a single soul, man. That That's tough sledding. Uh, but, uh, you know – Sometimes you got to go somewhere to kind of rebuild your career. Uh, Vic did it. Uh, it's it's very very doable, you know. And I don't. I mean, clearly Kaepernick is not. He's not on Vic's level for his actual performance, but he's also not on Vic's level for his you know acts. So I, I think there will be opportunity for Kaepernick. Uh, he just needs to keep himself ready. Uh, and once we get past the draft, 
um, and then maybe some some injuries. I think we'll he'll he'll be with some he'll be somewhere. Uh, if he never plays for anybody again, then you can absolutely say he got blackballed. I just I don't know that we're there yet. I don't know that we're there yet. And it sounds like Harbaugh is still in his corner, man. Still pulling for that guy. Yeah, I saw that. I was. So. Like, I mean, he under Harbaugh he did play well, but mm-hmm. beyond that. You know, he'd be going into his fourth head coach in four years. It's tough. It's always going to be that's tough for anybody. I don't care how big of how big of a star you could be or were or have the potential to be. Four head coaches in four years. I mean, that's look, rough. I mean, look it, what happened to Alex Smith. I mean, it took him how long before he finally got into a system that he was comfortable in? Now, he's, since he's in Kansas City and he's actually playing decently, not you know lights yeah, out, I mean, but at least he's. He's matured and actually starting to show what he could have well, been. Alex Smith has made a lot of money for being a, a a good to very good guy. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't call him elite. I wouldn't call him a franchise no. quarterback. But he's a very good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. Um, as long as you're not looking for fantasy football stats, <laughs> you're not looking for that. You're, you're going to be okay. But. Solid well, Spade guy. Spade, he's a game manager. Yeah, you know, he, he's, a, he's a solid player, man, and he can make some brilliant plays from time to time, but, you know, you're not looking at him to roll up 500 yards on you. You know, that's just not, that's just not his deal. So, oh, we'll see what happens, man. You know, I, I've kind of run the gamut with Kaepernick of, of disliking certain things, and I don't wish him any ill will. Certainly, and I, I think he's, he's not my problem anymore. No, no, he's not. I don't certainly. Know. He's not going to end up back in San Fran. So, eh, I don't want him in D.C. <laughs> I oh, don't. Good Lord, I don't want him in D.C. Man, uh, and he doesn't belong in the New York environment. Oh, by the way, th- th- did did the Giants sign Geno Smith? Was yeah, I, was I imagining yeah. how we- dude? How weird is freaking that, man? That's <laughs> nuts. Oh, well, anyway, obviously we have a lot of football to catch up on, uh, and we will do that, uh, you know, once we kind of wind down with the, uh, you know, March Madness and the tournament, we'll have some sports holes. Yeah, we'll have some sports holes to fill. (laughs) That's what she said. We'll have some sports (laughs) holes to fill, man. You know it. I know it. Anybody that follows sports knows it, man. That's right. And and we'll do that, but I you know I think that's at least relevant for the moment. So anyway, look, try to enjoy the tournament, have some fun with it. Uh, hopefully your bracket's not complete garbage. If it is, join a club. It's all good. Uh, you can always eat it like the South Carolina Gamecock fan. Uh, still very funny. I hope you wash it down with some beer or some good liquor or something. I don't just something good. Yeah, something good. But and uh, I don't know, man. I guess that's pretty much that. So who freaking raw? Randy, you got any wrap-up thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I, I like to say that you know, even though I haven't really been watching the games like during the regular season, I can I have been kind of really getting into some of these games just because you can see the intensity and in, in the fans oh, yeah, and feel dude. the energy, and it's actually it's it's really cool just to be able to get into it when even though I'm not, you know, as gung ho about college basketball as you guys are. But, That's okay, but it, it, it's nice just to be able to just feel the energy and just be like, yes, this is really good. These have been really good games. Some have been blowouts, but for the most part, they've been close, and, I've, and I really like that. I really like the whole, oh, we've had just five lead, lead changes in the past minute. I mean, that's that, that's the kind of stuff I like seeing in, ba- in college basketball. Yeah. Some of it's just, it's like 
scaling the mountain and everything's just it's so compressed it's so much going on it's just it's a the opening weekend of the of the tournament is just incredible not that we got a lot of buzzer beaters this year but there were still some pretty incredible finishes yeah and just remember just remember if hashtag lavar ball says if he was on the golden state warriors uh they wouldn't have blown a 3-1 lead (laughs) (laughs) just saying (laughs) Hashtag LeVarball says if God was his son, Earth would have been created in one day, not seven. <laughs> I like that one, too. Anyway, enough of that. LeVarball says he would have finished his podcast on time. <laughs> Thanks, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, Shannon, you got any wrap-up thoughts, walk-off thoughts? Yeah, I got two words for you. Go Kentucky. That's yeah, I, I I feel dirty if I say that, so I'm just not. I'll say it. <laughs> but I, but uh, go Kentucky. Uh, uh, go Kentucky. Uh, it will be all right. It'll be all right if UNC loses. ACC fans, man, we hate you. <laughs> 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 well, of course, you know, I, I have a special message for Matt. Go Cox. So. <laughs> Two chips at the same time, man. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> you said balls. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Don't! <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Yeah, yeah. There you oh, go. good old Peter Griffin. That's right. <laughs> hey, Matt, who's your does, final? Does Peter Griffin care about this? <laughs> oh my God, who the hell cares? Frisky are we? Get in my belly, penis in your anus. That's right, man. <laughs> For me to poop on. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll tell you on what. That on that note, you idiot. Yeah, that's kind of true. Don't be ridiculous. Nah, it's too late, man. Come on, don't bullshit me. Yeah. Take it back. Nope. So shut up. <laughs> Double nope. <laughs> Holy cow! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! One sharding moment, man. See his bracket is uh, all up on that junk before the before, <laughs> before the tournament's over. I want to see who has the ugliest bracket. I want to know who has the worst bracket by the time this is said and done. They probably deserve some kind of fail buckets or a personal training session with, uh, with Levar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Might be muy importante. So, man, I tell you what, dude, it's been fun. I'm glad we caught up tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, Mark had to dip out after segment one, but it's good to uh, catch up and chat with him and uh, Randy and Shannon. Uh, fun to hang out. Uh, Matt, we'll catch up uh, again some other time. You have weird audio issues, so when I'm on tight schedules, you're, you're it's just hard to incorporate your stuff, bro. It's just the reality of it, man. Uh, but uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the rest of March Madness. If your team is still in it, good luck to you. Um, unless you're UNC, then uh, goodbye. But sure. <laughs> There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Thanks, Mike. Alrighty then. <laughs> good, old, good old Mike, man. Good old Mike yeah. Tyson. 
Yeah. In other words, UNC, get the hell out. You idiot! <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Roy Williams, man, is a good coach. I, I don't really have any real beef with UNC. Although, I, I like how my uh, coworker was like, Duke rhymes with puke. And I'm like, that's okay. If you want to be like that, UNC rhymes with UNP. So, I'm, I can't wait to, uh, you know, uh, Photoshop a picture of a Tar Heel standing in a puddle of piss. Um, <laughs> and just write... <laughs> that's right. Just right. right. UNP, man. You can put the Tar Heel in one of those stone poop beers. That's right. Stone poop there beers, man. Yeah. University of North Commode. There you go. Full circle. <laughs> that's what happens on the sports brew, and that's what happens when you talk smack to the captain. I will find a way to get back at you. Ha ha ha. That's right. Penis in your anus. I'll be a penis. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, look, keyword sports and brew. <coughs> As always, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LastSportsCaster.com, Google Play Store, and certainly our home feed with Podbean. So, uh, dude, we know you like sports. We know you like to drink. Put it together, and you have the ridiculousness and silliness that is the sports brew. For me to poop on. That's right. So from all of us to all of you, have a great night, have a great weekend, enjoy the games, enjoy the fun, and we will catch up on the flip side. And until then, hail freaking yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? Before I forget, man, Chuck Berry, rest in peace, brother. Yes, Chuck Berry. Most definitely. D-Stat, may your bets be Johnny Be Good. Kentucky, go, go! I feel even dirtier saying that. <laughs> I think I just sharded myself. It's your one sharding moment, bro. You're cheering for Kentucky. It's a, your one sharding moment. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. All right, yes. guys, have a great night. We'll catch you a little bit later, man. Late. Good night, y'all. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> And before I forget, as we wrap up the podcast, I do have to say thank you, Sarah, for being an awesome wife as we roll up on our anniversary. So, you know, hey, look, you got to come through. You got to come through late in the end, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to finish strong. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) look, this is the buzzer beater, man. We were about ready to get out of here. Look at me rocking the blocks, man. You know, doing my spin moves. Go ahead and, and just bring it home, dude. Full court, half court, all of it. You know, almost trapped myself, almost pressed myself. You know what I'm saying? Press Virginia, dude. Look, no. <laughs> I mean, if you're hey. coming at the end, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> it, it, look, it, it is. Look, it, it, it's uh, it's a happy anniversary. So hopefully somebody's freaking coming at the end. Uh, on that hey. note, there whoa, you, there you, you go, know, man. hey, what? What's the rules of being married? Mandatory anniversary sex. That's right. Yikes. Boom. <laughs> Go big or go home, gentlemen. <laughs> that is the general idea. Yeah. And I guess I'm coming out of the I'm south. I'm just trying to help a brother. Out, look, you know? look. So, Shannon, I guess that means I'm, uh, you know, coming out of the south region. <laughs>
but not. <laughs> not that South region. <laughs> not that South region. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very, very sorry. I really am. I Sincerely, I am. <laughs> oh, she better never listen to this. She's going to be like, Justin, you're an asshole. Yes! <laughs> Pretty much. But happy anniversary. I love you. Thanks yes, for, happy anniversary, guys. <laughs> Congratulations. For, thank you. Thank you. Four years, man. The son's going to be three. Our daughter's, uh, you know, nine months, but... Uh, yeah, dude, I can't believe it. And, and it is funny to think back to, you know, getting married and then being on our honeymoon in Jamaica. And then there's like March Madness. So every year during March Madness, Sarah's going to be like, damn it, freaking basketball. <laughs> every year, man. Every year. But I love you, honey. Thanks for all the support and for putting up with our uh, sports brew shenanigans. You're an absolute champ, man. Shmama Bear. This raging bitch. That sounds terrible. This raging bitch is for you. It doesn't quite. Somehow this beer ends up being really inappropriate at the very end. But, uh, uh, <laughs> damn it. Shocker here on the sports brew. Yeah. yeah hey, I mean, well, that didn't sound right either. Well. <laughs> oh, we, we all know where Shannon Look, Shannon, 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 Shannon. I mean, where are you going? Two in the pink, one in the drink? Where are we going here? It's <laughs> helping you out, bro. Also a good anniversary song. Anywho, on that note, all right, gentlemen, as always, from all of us, all of you, thanks for coming along for the ride. (laughs) We did, and we're done. (laughs) Off the rails at the end. Go figure. Who saw that coming? (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol. Yes. Alco- <laughs> alcohol new. <laughs> alcohol new. This podcast brought to you by alcohol. Yeah, something like that. All right, gents, get a good night's rest, and then I'll catch up with you a little bit later, man. Hey, bro. All right, late. Yeah.